0: Meu
1: Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to Football a la Christmas special for match day 16 in the Turkish Football Super League. My name is Kam and I am joined by a full panel for once because Özer Ginger is back from the United States. The man of the law, Burak Hilmas, is back from the United States. He was already back last week but uh, yeah... What happened there? He's been back for a while, anyway. Umut uh, Nadere is back in Istanbul, and Jakub Marofolo is in uh, boring old Holland. So, guys, welcome to the show. Glad to have a full panel again. I can't remember the last time we had uh, all of us
0: on at the same time.
2: Well, like, I know, it's me neither. Like...
0: All things have fallen, fallen into place for Christmas. It's very nice.
2: Back together at Christmas. It's It's amazing that this dysfunctional family returns.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: And this episode will be up uh, before Christmas Eve, so nice little uh, Christmas, Christmas gift under your tree uh, in case you do celebrate Christmas, of course. I, I, I would understand that many of our listeners, of course, don't. Although I do believe that it's kind of getting a hype these days in Turkey to buy a Christmas tree. I've, I saw that last year that people are buying Christmas trees. Well, they
2: call it a, a New Year tree more than more the christmas Santa. That's that's been when's well, the last time we went to turkey around like christmas or new year time anyway come. i
1: i've i've never been to turkey around christmas or new year time i've always only gone in the summer
2: people have always had trees man of like new year and they oh, give presents yeah. at new year that's 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 the thing man. yeah so the
0: pro- it's the presents that makes christmas great anyway really even the people who Claim to celebrate it, only
2: celebrate giving gifts. Exactly, that's the best thing about it. And the food. Yeah, exactly.
0: Oh, and the food, and the
1: drink. I was going to yeah. say, it's all about well, the food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, once you get to a certain age, it's not so much about the gifts anymore, it's just about stuffing your face.
2: And being off work. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is amazing.
1: And Jakub and, uh, and Umut are both being quiet. Uh, are you guys celebrating Christmas this year?
3: It's good, it's good. Yeah. Uh... I came here just for the, you know, vocation. Uh, uh, the semester ended and uh, just a quick visit to my family, just reunited. And I have like a 20 day off and going to return to England again for uh, a student days.
2: He's 20 there to days buy,
1: off. Wow. 20
2: days. student again. Jesus, he's there to buy. And
1: it feels so good. <laughs> what, about, what, about, what about you, Jakub? Uh, what are you doing for Christmas? Anything in particular? Or just uh, tindering mm. and shagging?
4: <laughs> nah. nah, I'm just... Uh, I'll take like any excuse to have a free day. So I'll I'll like celebrate Christmas by probably play, playing a lot of games at home and just sleeping the shit done. But that's pretty much it.
2: You're not getting the hour, I'm gonna have like a big old smoke with my mate Jink. Yeah,
4: that's the that's what I'm probably going to do tomorrow also. So, can I wait? And the day after.
2: Brilliant. Um, and I swear, Umut told me he was going out to Istanbul to buy M. Namor's plane ticket back to Celta Vigo.
3: <laughs> I would definitely do that if I can afford it. I would definitely do that.
1: Maybe Falcao. <laughs> I
3: cannot afford
1: that. <laughs> Neither can Gala. Uh, anyway, let's uh, start talking about Ooh, Tur- Turkish football. But let's start off with the Turkish Cup because, of course, we had the second leg of the fifth round this week and Jakub is going to quickly go over the results in the fifth round and also the draw the fixtures for the final stages of the Turkish Cup.
4: All right, so it's a lot of games, so bear with me. Um, let's start with uh, the first game. That's Karagümrük against Göztepe. Um, Göztepe went through with a score of 4-2 on aggregate. Um, afterwards, we had uh, Yeni Malatyaspor against and Yudru. Um That match ended on aggregate um, 5-3 for Yeni Malatya. Alanya Spor played against Adana Sport and, like, probably had the biggest thrashing. <laughs> Adana had the biggest biggest thrashing of their lifetimes. Because on aggregate, uh, Alanya Sport went through with a score of 12-2. to 2. So it was really devastating to be a Adana Sport fan with the, with the cup. Um, afterwards, you had the Edox game against Sivas. Um, Sivas went through. They won away uh, 2-0, but they lost at home 1-0. Um, then you have uh, Fenerbahce-Istanbul for the Istanbul derby with Fenerbahce going through on an aggregate score of 6-0. Um, afterwards yet um Hikimolo Trabzon won a team that I am um, not a fan of but <laughs> i heard a lot about. Um this this match was in the news because the pitch was absolutely horrible. Um Başakşehir won the won the game at Trabzon 1-0 and um home they won 2-0 so Başakşehir went through. Um, then you have the Eup Spor game against Antalya Spor, And um, Antalya sport went through uh, on an aggregate score of 5-2. Um, Kasım Pasha played one a uh, football club. Um, on this one, give me a second, Kasım Pasha went through even though the game went to um, extended time because um, Kasım Pasha won at home 2-1, but they drew... 2-2 in the, uh, away after, um, after extended time. Um, next up, I think um, Khan would like this because uh, Erzurum Sport played against Bursa Sport and Erzurum Sport went through on an aggregate score of 5-4. Um, then we have Altai Sport Club against Sport, a game that I, uh, both games that I watched, home and away, um went through uh, on an aggregate score of 6 sticks 2 um, We're almost at the end, so bear with me. Um, Galatasaray against Tuzlaspor, the infamous games um, in which Galatasaray lost at home 2-0. And then um, you had all the discussion with uh, the, the Tuzlaspor player and the things he did on social media. But um, Galatasaray went and uh, blasted them away 4-0 uh, when they played away. So they went through um, four-two on aggregates, but we all know the the shit that went down with the TFF getting getting involved and the stuff that um, the the ex-Gaziantep play, uh, player at uh, Tuzla did. So um, good one for the Gaziantep fans with the bad uh, with with the bad standings that they have been going through in the in the league. Um, Kırklareli Sport played against Gazante Football Club, and um, Kırklareli went through. On an aggregate score of, let me check just to be sure, four against four, right? Four against four against four, but they had more away goals. Um, Kaiser Sport played against Manisa Football Club. Um, it was a game, both games were really a lot of goals, uh, but Kaiser went through on an aggregate score of six to five. Then you have Denizlispor Sport against Altınordu. again, uh, both games were. Uh, had a lot of goals. Denis uh, went through uh, on an aggregate score of seven to five. The second from the last uh, Chaykursa Sport against Samsung Sport, the Karadeniz Derby. Um, Chaykursa went through on an aggregate score of four against three. And lastly, we have the Beşiktaş Erzincan Sport games, in which um, Beşiktaş won three nil at home, but lost two two nil away. So they went through on a on a three. To uh, aggregate score. Um, so for the knockout round, the teams that have been matched together. Um, first of all, Kırklareli sport is going to play against Başakşehir. Galatasaray is going to play against their fellow um, Super League team Çaykur Rizespor. sport will be uh, facing off with Trabzonspor. One of the games that I that I think will be a really nice game is uh, Fenerbahçe against Kayserispor. It I think that is going to be a really tough game for Fenerbahçe. Um, then you have Gustepa against Antalyaspor, Yeni Spor against Sivaspor, Kasım Pasha against Alanya Spor, and at the end you have Beşiktaş playing against Büyükşehir Belediye Erzurumspor.
1: Yeah, and I was so happy last season that we managed to dodge Erzurum away in uh, the early months of the year because we all know how cold it can get there. And now we have to, of course, go there in the cup. So (laughs) that's going to be fun. Um, Thank you very much, Yakut, for that extended coverage of the Turkish Cup. Uh, Guys, anything that stands out here that you
0: want to. Talking of Erzurum, Erzurum have um, ex Arsenal player Gilles Sunu as well. So he's one to watch out for. but I think that the pick of the bunch for the last 16 is Sivas against Yeni Malatya Um Because I mentioned the other day, in a couple definitely. of episodes ago, that Sivas is kind of like the 2019-20 the version of Malatya. They look like they're going above and beyond that statement now, given that they're top mm-hmm. of the league. But mm-hmm. I think that game would be my pick of the bunch.
1: Yeah, definitely an interesting fixture. Uh, but let's pause just a second, Terry, because uh, Jakub uh, went over and... Well... Uh, assumed everyone knew exactly what went down between Galtrai and Tuzlaspor, but I'm I'm sure we have listeners who have absolutely no clue what happened there. Uh, Uzzer or Umut, can either of you maybe quickly give us a sum up of what exactly happened uh, that was so controversial?
0: Could I defer to Umut on this case? Because I think I switched over um, before it became (laughs) 4-0. And I only read about what happened later on and I was too too bored by what I thought was... um, just more more unnecessary drama on part of Jamon to deflect the deflect the poor run yeah Uh, Umut what
1: exactly started all of this and and what ended up happening uh, in the aftermath of the of the match in Tuzla
3: well actually it it was kind of obvious are gonna win because uh, the first game we came up with the subs and the reserves and they performed really bad and that came up as the Paterim wanted to uh, show his first team against Tuzla Sport and they played really well, actually, because uh, uh, the quality difference is huge amongst the between Tuzla players and Galatasaray. Uh, so uh, even though... Uh, Obviously,
1: our, it's a third-division team, so you know, yeah, if you, yeah, if yeah, you play uh, with this team...
3: We struggle in the Super League. Uh, we easily make it like 3-0 uh, in the... In, in a yeah. couple of uh,
1: minutes, like in mm-hmm. twenty minutes, actually. But what was the controversy? Let's let's get to that.
3: Controversy that led to the uh, yeah. Fight in the, the first match, uh,
1: the, the 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 player from Tuzlaspor, I believe, uh, who had Jocan scored. A, yeah, he had put something on social media that yeah. some people uh, took exception turns to. Out
3: that he's a former Gaziantep player, like he's a former God-strike youth player. He had never. Uh, appeared in a uh, right uh, game as a uh, you know uh, pro- professional player, but uh, he came out from our academy, and uh, it turns out he knew Muslera very well, and they have some banter going on. And then he posted some tweets or uh, some photos in Instagram, uh, making some uh, jokes about Gotas right and. After that, uh, after we get the win, Muslera somehow or or Muslera reminded him the thing, and uh, he just switched off and uh, started a fight, and like uh, as uh, because the uh, loss, uh, you know, went his morale abysmal, and he just uh, started a fight in the dugout.
1: But did did he did did Gokhan start the fight or did... So
3: you know, uh, it's kind that, of as you know, if uh, a guy even starts a fight himself, uh, the team uh, mates gonna defend them no matter what. Mm-hmm. If it's uh,
1: you know. But did he initiate aggressions?
3: You know, he it kind of came out in a sparkle. Like uh, I was watching it, and they were just going to dugout and something happened down there just uh, fist fight going on then uh, but after that he said that he regrets a uh, thing uh, about the thing and he just apologized in as from a social media account and uh, after that uh, it all got sorted out
1: mm. no suspensions uh, yeah i believe so
2: no and i think that godcon's uh, got a 5 game suspension now yeah yeah, he's All been suspended. I think he
3: didn't, think, didn't uh, appear in the game uh, in the second leg.
2: Like, so Gukan
1: got a 5 man suspension, but nobody else got anything.
2: Mm, I don't know. Uh, of course we... not. You're not going to suspend 40 Tener for what he said after the game yeah. because oh, no. he's got friends what... in the media. What did he say? And, and, and Fati not... Tedder once again showed what a what a characterless. Thug he is and what cancer he is and so. don't You're have
3: p- any visual footage from the dugout cameras. Yeah, so,
1: but then but if they don't have, but then how could they suspend uh, if that's the if that's what you need to suspend someone then?
2: Gökhan was suspended for what he said on social media. Yeah, but that but yet okay. there's nothing. There's but what none, he said for what he said after the game. So it's like okay, well, what what are you gonna do? But are what you, you did you say him?
1: that was so bad then?
2: It what did he wasn't, say?
1: Wasn't it just a little bit of banter? I don't know. You,
3: you you cannot you can get mad about some banter because you know. Yeah, uh, but did he
1: cuss? Did he did he uh, accuse of of anything? I mean, did he say something incriminating? I, I don't know. Like, what did he what did he say? I mean, if you get five games, you have to have called somebody's mother a whore or something, right?
4: <laughs> no, the only. <laughs> <you> know, what, <laughs> what, what, what I can see the only thing that they did um what a lot of big teams do when they win away against the other special Fender or, or, or tops or whatever mm-hmm. is that he was there was a there was like a um a board in their changing room and they wrote on it to telecom uh, and then the score and he had like a picture on his social media where he was pointing at it and laughing and apparently that, if I don't if I remember correctly apparently that brought everything down which seems really immature in my opinion okay but i i think i may be you know i may be wrong with this so it, it might have been something yeah. bigger if,
1: if anyone listening followed it super close and can tell us exactly what the hell happened there because i mean sorry that's just not worth my time to look into i mean this ridiculous childish behavior i don't know uh, oh yeah
0: i agree right i forward. agree. Yeah. And yeah, like yeah. those are
1: said, deflecting from the bad run of form, perhaps. Uh, I don't know what it is. Um, it but... was.
4: It was more what he said on the post. He said, uh isimle which apparently went <laughs> on the on the wrong uh, on the wrong end of some yeah, but people. how is that
1: five matches? How is that a five match suspension? How is that? A, only, how is that
4: the suspension to begin with? It's only a suspension and only five ma- five matches because it's against Oswald because <laughs> No, 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 not not Gosselin in particular. Just because because it's against a big team. If I, he I does that against Kasim same... Pasha,
1: nobody gives a. Gives no, a...
4: I, I, I I think that the same would happen if it happened to the Big Four, any of them.
1: If they make a drama out of it, probably.
4: Yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: that's the question. We'll get to that later. Uh, <laughs> uh, he,
2: he he called um, tell him he said football mafia's a sandwich in in
1: in uh, CFF's uh, yeah, that's description right. of but the But then he, he said that fine. after he said that after the Mill Four right he said wait, that and uh, yes, the yeah.
3: anecdote in the description of the uh, ban it says that Gokantura is uh, banned 5 games because of the uh, statement he did and and the fist fight going on uh, the violent behavior
1: okay but if it's a fist fat fight that implies more po- multiple parties were involved that means other people need to get fi- uh, need to get suspended too You're, you there's no sing- there, there are no fist yeah. fights uh, when there's just uh, also one person
3: there's just one people yeah I four games yeah, yeah, uh, but- byram Olgun from tuzla got <laughs> one game yeah well your uh, from you tuzla got one game Are they game all and-
1: punching each other then or what
3: yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Come on.
2: Exactly. <laughs> Nothing for the Gulf side of the gentleman team, in all of this. Get fucked. Come on. Absolute bullshit again by the TFF.
1: We're gonna get some rage from Gala fans afterwards. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Fucking. Let, let's go. Uh, oh. Calm down, boy. Calm down. Let's start with the super league.
0: We'll sort this out. We'll sort this out after the show.
1: Yeah, yeah. Is exactly. We'll uh, out. The winner gets that uh, that, that shirt that uh, Burak found. Oh God, yeah. Oh
2: God.
1: <laughs> okay. Anyway, let's get started with the match day 16 results in the Turkish Super League with the Friday match first. Of course, Antalya Sport took on Ankara Gizhi In I think um, was it who was it that said last week? Was it you, Burak, or was it or was it uh, Jakub or? Who said last week, this is a very important match, I think it was Jakub who said, very important match for the relegation, ma- major relegation implications, and as those matches usually go, they end in a draw, and that's exactly what happened here, because this match finished 2-2 after another dramatical equalizer from uh, in at a time, uh, two weeks in a row now for him. Uh, Chico had gotten the scoring started for Antalya in the 23rd minute, but Canteros equalized it in the 56th minute. In the 80th minute, Gustavo Blanco put the 2-1 on the scoreboard for Antalya and then you think they've got it in the back. But in the 4th minute of stoppage time, Stelios Kitsiu pops up again for the 2nd week running to make it 2-2 for the 2nd week running, and salvages a point for Anker Um... Uh, Burak, anything uh, in particular that jumped out to you in this match uh, anything that maybe should be highlighted
2: um not no, not too too much i mean it was like you said though what is what these matches tend to do is you got you get both teams in a like sad sorry situation both fighting for their lives um i just think it just highlights again the the great mental strength of Ankara Guja to have like second week in a row to have snatched a point from what seemed like a, a certain defeat. So it just seems that there's a, like a, a metal, like a determination about that, that, that squad at the moment. So I know they had no uh, Deva Orgel this week. I know he wasn't playing, but they had that man, um, Ilhan Parlak, um who, who did so well last week, um, against, um, Jim bomb, wasn't it last week? It was the the, the yep, two two. Yep. Don't was pretend the...
1: like you've forgotten, Bubak. Come on.
2: Oh, oh, I was, I was <laughs> enough I was, of was... the
1: prodding
2: already. <laughs> I wasn't on the, I wasn't on the show, but it's you know the <laughs> yeah, old, know. the the old Fenerbahce boy Ilhan Parlak, like, popping up. Um, old
1: Kaiseri sport boy too.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think he yeah, had. I saw him on holiday once in Bodrum. Actually, he was playing uh, volleyball with his um, feet, as they like to do when they're professional footballers to show off. Mm-hmm. But he didn't really do much this week. But in I think you know he held the line okayish, but there were some good finishes going on. So the equalising goal was a good finish by the Ankaragucu player. Um, I don't think that he was being fouled as he went through. It was just you know defence putting pressure on him, and you got Fura Idanos of course to saying, "Look, I'm the ref. You know what I say goes." Um, I think
1: both uh, Ankaragucu goals were kind of uh, led in by a potential foul position, weren't they?
2: Um, they seem to have been, yeah, but nothing that we would have called a, a foul by the letter of the law here. Um, and as as we know, I'm a man of the law, and nothing too con- too contentious here. It was just you know a, a well well battled game. Yeah, um, there, there's nothing I think that really stands out about this match that is controversial um well you should check out the the second goal by Antares looked it was a great cross and a great header mm-hmm. um, it was I one of those
1: str- I still I still can't believe how he's uh, turned into uh, such a versatile player whereas I I don't I think I've mentioned it before like a couple of years ago I just saw him as a boring central defensive midfielder
2: but yep yeah, he whipped in a great cross one that um any right winger would be proud of and then you've got um, Blanco, who just flew through the air. A, a massive you know, a diving header getting that crucial point for, for Uncle Guja, lifting them off the oh, bottom the, of the table. That
1: was the lead for Antonio.
2: Last one, sorry. I'm getting caught up here. Still got a little bit of cold um, in me. But yeah, it was a vital point there for Uncle Leguja coming back. Yeah, and, um... and they are now off the bottom of the table, which is now reserved for another team.
1: And, uh, yeah, a point is a point for either team. Of course, Antalya Spor will probably regret not uh, getting the three points here after giving it away in the final seconds. But that's football. It's a football. That's a football. Let's move over to Saturday with Malatya Spor, rises Spor and... You know, Rizespor, typical for them, last week they lost without a chance. This week they go and beat Malatya Spor, who then in turn last week beat Besiktas. What a crazy league we have here. Malatya nil, 0, Rizespor 2. Um, goals here coming from Oljan Chalayan, who uh, Umut criticized rather harshly last week, I think. And then he gave an assist to uh, for the second goal to um, uh, Umar Aminu to make it 2-0. Uh, that was a pretty easy tap-in for Oljan, to be fair. Um, but he's having a relatively decent season. But I follow Umut in what he said last week. I think it was Umut, by the way. It might have been Jakub. Confused here, old man. Uh, I but didn't. yeah, he's not really enough to lead the line. But uh, he's you know not a bad player. Um, but yeah, two 0 win for Rizespor. Jakub, were you surprised by this result at all? With with Rizespor's up and down the entire season, Malatya have been yeah they've been good this season. They got a really good win last week. And now they lose at home. Are you surprised by that result?
4: um yeah, I was more surprised with uh with Malatia losing points here than with with Rizzo for you know winning this match because um, as you said, Riza has like a history of being like um, losing a game, winning a game, losing a game, winning, a game, winning a game. So the last five matches they the last six matches, they won three, they lost three um Malatya Sport isn't, like, you know, the, the best team that there is. Um, they have been consistently inconsistent. Um, they have been, you know, drawing a lot of games. So, it, it, it just seems that they have a hard time, you know, um, not um, not conceding. Because yeah. they have a lot of goals. They have, like, 31 goals.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: But they also concede, like, 21, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they concede a lot and they, they do score a lot. But they have a hard time Keeping, keeping the, keeping the goal clear. You know they play very um,
1: open in general. And then last week against Bishkek, they parked the bus from the beginning pretty much, which is very Unmalatya Sport. But generally, I think, like you said, they do concede a lot. They score a lot, but that is because they play a very offensive style. Uh, I remember a couple of weeks ago against Sivaspor, they were just going forward going forward trying to whir- whirl over seeva sport and that's probably the team and the, the one team in the league you can't do that against because they're gonna they're gonna punish you
4: I mean like the last 6 games they drew 1-1 they played the game against Fener, 0-0 and then they drew a game 3-3 you know it's 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 really a it's really like um a game of both ends so to say so either they score either it's the most boring game ever or they score a shit ton but they still can't be aren't able to you know win the game so um as i as i've said like numerously um riza is in my opinion like a pleasant surprise for me um i know that the Travel Sport fan base likes to joke with them uh how they are like an ass team with uh you know relegating a season and then going up a season but um yeah yo-yoing and i think that I don't know if it is because the the league in particular is a little bit stronger than it was, but it seems that like there aren't clear bad teams except for the mm-hmm. like bottom two. So yeah, and
1: even Angreguju, they, they are clearly the worst team in terms of individual quality, but like Burak rightfully pointed out, they always give a hundred percent. They don't give up, and that's gotten them quite a few points too.
4: Yeah, and you can you can just see it with with Risespor also. They. Um, like this game a lot of a lot of things that went that, that went very well is that um the de- the defense wasn't really bad you know they they were they were pretty consistent they um even though malatya uh, had a shit ton of chances um they blocked a lot of shots and just um forced the malatya for um forwards to hit bad shots you know
1: mm-hmm. and plus they have a really good goalkeeper in Gukanaka. yeah
4: yeah, he, he played a good game, and um, as you said, uh, Chalayan played a good game, and uh, Umarovinu played a good game. You know, so it wasn't like the 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 most annoying match to watch. But um, yeah, if you if you just look at the match, it uh, look at the look look at the highlights. It looks like Malatya really deserved like at least a goal because they had a lot of chances. But um, all in all, Çaykuruzel was. Uh, was, was on the point where they when, when they needed to be you know uh, mm-hmm. when they needed to score they scored in my opinion the second goal was really really good it was a nice counter attack yeah. and even though it looked for a uh, for a second that um, they lost the ball and uh, you know the attack would start from the Malatia sports side they finished really well because it seems like the players on the wings are really aware of uh, of the other player on the wing uh, because they had a lot of they had a lot of chances where they crossed the ball really good and they're like, almost always a guy on the other end. So, you know, they... they-
1: yeah. I have the feeling with Sport that they're a good counter side when they can catch a team on the break, but their weakness is that if they need a goal, they don't really have that target man up front to really go to war, so to speak. Uh, so they really need to be able to keep that nil on the scoreboard and then try and hit a team on the counter. And, and here, of course, you know, getting that early goal, it helps a lot.
3: Yeah, also, I think they it was Gokantor that who lost the ball uh, that led to Ocanto and he didn't uh, bring the guy down who was running like from the touchline, so that led to a goal as well, like somehow how Balhanda did in uh game.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember you saying that actually.
4: Uh yeah, uh anything to add, Jakub? I mean uh, there's like one position that I that I put in my notes and that was um I don't know if it was Malatia or Shakuriza. I think it was Malatya where they had a goal, but it was disallowed because um, there was a player that that in which it seemed like he was blocking the keeper's view. Um, I don't know. It, that was Riza. Was it Riza? Yeah. It 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 kind of looked like he he wasn't really blocking because you know he Yeah. But
3: Similar I to the Besiktas position like uh, weeks ago.
1: Then it's um, obviously a
4: correct call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that that's the only one where I thought like okay this might have been a little you know controversial but you know it wasn't a big big thing I can see um, why the ref didn't give it because it 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 did go too far if I remember correctly so you could argue that if it did go too far it should have been a correct decision whatever the decision was but you know knowing Turkish refs I don't know about that so I'm gonna just yeah. leave it there.
1: And uh, we have already had six goals in our opening two matches here. And uh, our next match, we uh, have more than that even. We have seven goals in between Kasim Pasha and uh, Gaziantep. Um... It wasn't really the night for Ricardo Quaresma who, despite getting on the score sheet, yeah, simply didn't have a great evening. Uh, Umut will tell us a little bit more about that in a second. But I'm just quickly going to run down the scoring procedure here. In the 5th minute, Cayode put Gaziantep 1-0 up. Vesel Saraden equalized in the 10th minute. But Kenan Özer uh, put Gaziantep up 2-1 in the 21st minute. Former Besiktas academy player, by the way, for those of you who are interested in that kind of stuff. Uh, Papi Diloboc then made it 3-1 with a header in the 33rd minute. And then Coyote again putting uh, converting a spot kick in the 44th minute. That was uh, the first moment of uh, misfortune for Quaresma as he gave away that penalty. Then in the 57th minute, Ricardo Quaresma scored a nice goal to make it 2-4. And Mametia made it 3-4 in the 80th minute. Um, but Umut, tell our listeners a little bit more about why Ricardo Quaresma had such a bad night.
3: Well, uh, firstly, uh, there was a, a controversial goal uh, that led to Gaziantep's lead. Uh, I don't know uh, if men of the law think uh, Fatih, uh, the goalkeeper of uh, Kasam Pasha, get a hold of the ball right down there, uh, or the it was a. Uh, you know, uh, unpossessed ball, so Gazentes, four-player uh, scored the goal uh, by the touch of it. Uh, it was just...
1: Yeah, did uh, he have his hands on the ball? Because I couldn't really see it, it in the replay, honestly. I,
3: it, it's like a natural position, like uh, the he has only one hand on the ball and the ball's on the ground uh, on the other hand. Uh, you know... Yeah, he can't kick the kind of
1: ball out of the hands of the goalkeeper, so...
3: It's like but uh, it was on the ground
1: yeah it doesn't matter if the goalkeeper yeah. has his hand on it you can't touch it
3: yeah uh then uh Kwarizma, uh did his uh always Quaresma thing uh tried Tivela. to do his, no tried to do some tricks inside his own box <sighs> uh, then he lost the ball down there and tried mm. to win it and he made a penalty down there by bringing down the player, uh, and after that, uh, Antep scored, and a few minutes after that, uh, Kazan Pasha won a penalty, and he just wanted to take it. He missed the first one, then ref- referee gave away a second retake, mm-hmm. and the uh, uh, Gunai, goalkeeper Gunai, Gunai. got a yellow
1: card, by the way, for coming off his line too quickly. Yeah,
3: uh, he was off the line. then Quaresma <laughs> uh, <Kurashima laughs> took it again, and yeah. he missed again. <laughs> yeah,
1: he kicked it in the same exact spot as before.
3: Yeah, uh, so and dumb. Gunai expected it, predicted it, and it was like uh, the Martin Palermo incident down the years. Uh, and no, there's a, trope, a footage man. from it, you can see in the Twitter, that... From uh, fan footage, all the people are swearing at him. Like, <laughs> how can you miss the second one? Like, mm. yeah,
1: you shouldn't <laughs> take it. Take it if,
3: uh, yeah, uh, you can change the taker, but
1: yeah, you can t- you can change him. We uh, had uh, the discussion uh, a while back.
3: Yeah, uh, then uh, cousin Pasha uh, found a great chance by like uh, there's uh, some blunder from Gunai. He tried to dribble the ball when he had the position of it. And uh, it was Koita or uh, Tiam. He just tackled him and the ball just deflected to the uh, crossbar and went out. Uh, it could have gone in. Uh, it was a serious yeah, it was
1: incident.
3: By, yeah, it was a serious incident by uh, a really crucial mistake by Günay. uh he shouldn't make that inside his your box. Such a typical
1: Turkish goalkeeper's is Yeah. Saves Saves yeah. two penalties and then does something stupid yeah. like
3: that. Then uh, Kazan Pasha scored, but uh, it wasn't enough uh, to uh, make it equalized. Then the game ended uh, 4 to 3 for Antep
1: yeah spectacular win for Gaziantep who uh, back-to-back wins for them after going uh, yeah being a little bit in a slump for the previous week so good uh, important six points for them in the last two weeks to keep them above that relegation zone let's move over to the uh, yeah the 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 big headlining match on Saturday Gustepe Galatasaray this match ending 2-1 to Gustepe Uh, The first goal here coming in the ninth minute through Cameron Jerome before Lamine Gassama scored an own goal in the 27th minute to tie up the match. But Halil Agbunar in the second half in the 61st minute put the 2-1 full-time scoreline on the scoreboard. But I don't think that uh, scoreline necessarily reflects the match. I did have the impression in the first half especially that Galtrai was the better of the two sides, had the more chances. Um, Going to throw to you first, Uzzar, what did...
0: What went wrong for Gal's try here? Well, the thing is, nothing's really been going right. So when you're having this kind of extended chain of losses and defeats and disappointing performances and off-the-peach dramas, it's really difficult to kind of generate your own luck and good morale. And I think that flowed into this game as well. I, I don't disagree that we kind of seem to control the game and, and, and Gala had most of the possession in the game and probably created some decent chances. Um, but it wasn't until the 78th minute that Galatasaray actually had its first shot on target. Um, chance that Farcal had, and he kind of hit the ball quite weakly as he was falling and better saved it. So although we might have had some of the control, we didn't really turn it into any tangible chances until the, yeah, almost the game I, I was one, over.
1: 1-1, one, I remember very vividly that Figuli went one one with the goalkeeper mm-hmm. in the first half. Um, so it's not. I mean, maybe not. They didn't manage to get a shot and goal out of it, but that's a clear cut goal scoring opportunity, and that's something that I didn't see from Gusteppe up until um, the second half. I think where they they had a couple of those, including the goal. But
0: yeah, did Halil have one in the? Uh, first? Halil had Halil had one. I don't know if it was the first or second, but he definitely had a chance before scoring. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think when you if you were to because I, if I look back at the highlights just to kind of refresh myself when making notes and. Actually, it looks like Gostepa had the, the clearest chances and they could have easily won this game by a bigger margin than, than 2-1. I mean, Gala only had one shot on target in the match. All the goals were scored by Gostepa because, of course, it was an own goal. Um, and just, just just, generally, this, this air of... Um, just this, this terrible black cloud hanging over Galtasarai in every competition with the exception of the cup, which is kind of our only lifeline now. Mm-hmm. um Gustave seemed to, hungrier they wanted it more we have um we have we have the first goal coming in from from Barack's man Cameron Jerome uh, I, th- I think maybe we should <laughs> on the show we should have a little button where you just press it and we have Borak's voice saying the Cameron Jerome effect,
1: because <laughs> like he really Instead of the, the, instead in of the Mario Gomez button. Uh... Something like that, yeah. <laughs> <We'll> <laughs> maybe maybe that a website a, for a new it. line of t-shirts as
0: well. Um, <laughs> With the I, big button on it and Cameron <laughs> Jerome's yeah. head in the middle. Right, right, exactly, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, just, okay, generally terrible, terrible result for Gala, uh, which is almost, isn't a surprise anymore. Our, our, our form is so predictable nowadays. Um, yeah. Terium played Insisted on playing uh Canan, insisted on playing Belhanda, and continued with his bizarre uh, f- uh, philosophy of not making a single change in the game until the 74th minute, even though Gala had already been 2-1 down for at least 10 10 minutes by that point. Yeah. So he's yeah. just kind of failing to take action, failing to intervene in the game, failing to read um, the nature of the game and just putting out the wrong, the wrong uh, line up with the wrong tactics if they exist at all. And I'm sick and tired, and I'm sure listeners are sick and tired of me complaining about Belhamda. I, 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 he's not even worthy of my attention anymore. So now the the, the criticism can only be aimed at one guy, Fatih Terim.
1: Okay, uh, Umut, anything uh, of note here in this match? Uh, something that we may have uh, yeah, about? Uh, any uh, penalty position? Something like that?
3: Yeah, there is one uh, where um, uh, Ryan Donk was brought down inside the box, uh, which was like a wrestling position, uh, which was given uh, against us uh, for that Markow's incident, and it was quite similar to that, but it wasn't given uh, when it was uh, done to Ryan Dong down there. It's karma uh, for
1: last last week's uh, uh, <laughs> blasphemous uh, <laughs> yeah. simulation on uh, uh, Devon. Also,
3: <laughs> <laughs> also uh, during the game, as I was Thinking that, oh, if we get a good free kick, uh, maybe the captain would have scored it and uh, we can remember him better afterwards. Yes, certainly at the beginning, I, right? As I was thinking that, there was a call, uh, there was a good free kick from a decent spot and he took it and he wasted it big time. Mm. Like, he doesn't even have the strength to kick the ball these times. Like, uh, right. what is Terim making? So He's like, completely so I totally agree.
0: I totally yeah. agree. He, he's complete. At least in the past, he could take penalties or make some dangerous um, attacks from free kicks. But he, he's but he totally like, finished.
3: Yeah, yeah, he's done. Yeah, he, why don't you just retire now? Like, it's general yeah. transfer window. We can fill yeah. your spot in, but...
0: Exactly. But
3: yeah. It,
1: it Do you think, think he is, will try to retire at the end of the season or is he going to... Selçuk so, or Terim? Yeah, Selçuk, Selçuk. <laughs> oh, right. Terim isn't quitting. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> so...
3: Uh, Mariano was a failure. You know, uh, think about a wing back which can just, which cannot hit the crosses, hit the damn target. Mm. Uh, out of his six cross attempts, none of them hit the target. You know, What are you crossing? Where are you crossing the ball? We're talking
1: about Mariano or Roberto Hilbert? Mariano. <laughs> okay.
3: Mariano. Uh, also. Uh, Falcao was so bad as well. His first touch is even worse than Romelu Lukaku's, you know. Uh, oh,
0: oh.
1: You know. Uh, Take that back. Take he that did back. get. He, he did link up a couple of times well around the box and then he also, get, did he, get into position.
3: He did get the uh, best chance he ever had mm. in the game and yeah. he wasted it big time as well, you know. Because of his the bad first touch, the ball was going away from him and he just, just uh, wanted to kick it. At the time that was the
1: pitch, maybe it was, it was a pitch issue. It or? Was okay,
3: to be honest, not a bad condition, you can just uh, make an excuse of hmm. uh Ryan Bubble, same old Ryan Bubble, looks for a gap for his long shots, uh, couldn't find them. And also, this uh, is the very easiest of chances because he's a terrible finisher in front of goal. Uh, and as for Belhanda, he did not bring the player down as they were going for a two-on-two counterattack. Uh, as he was in the middle of the pitch, in the midfield, he could have brought down Halil Akpunar, who was off the ball. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't have the ball, so he was just a yellow card offense. He was going to send off. So, I don't know He he's going to play for the fair play award or something, like uh, Alpay did. <laughs> Um, I don't know. <laughs> like,
0: like, like I always say about Valante, he's always playing for the other team. So yeah, he's, he's a sabotage he guy, like, in every match.
3: Should've, he should've,
0: so he's a Gustav player. Yeah. So yeah, maybe you're right in thinking he's going for the Fair Play Award indirectly by playing for Gustav.
3: Yeah, uh, and just uh, last but not least, uh, if the whole team is uh, performing underwhelmingly, the the incident, the thing, what's bad is uh, at, is the manager, I think. Mm you know, something has to change in a play, or the manager has to change. Mm-hmm.
0: Something has to change, and, and Galatasaray fans need to wake up and, and smell the coffee. And I'm calling Galatasaray fans on that, not Terim Sport fans, who unfortunately will never see the truth.
1: Oh, we have Koreshima <laughs> Sport fans, so we have Terim Spore fans. Oh, yeah, also, yeah, yeah we've, got the them, we've got
0: them. Minimal, so. minimal you know, fans uh, as
3: well. uh, seeing that uh, Mariana is playing, uh, Nagatoma is playing every other game, mm. uh, mm. Just irks me, you know. At least Ilham Palut well, saw Emre that. Emre
1: uh, came in here, I think. Emre Tajnimir came yeah, out
0: but in this match. It
3: was
1: uh, old, you know. It, it was too late
3: uh, to change the game. It just took only 10 old.
0: minutes to go. Yeah, I think. Weird, yeah. weird yeah. sub, though. Weird sub left back. So, yeah. uh,
3: Ilham Pollut read it really well and put his uh, pacey wingers, Sardar Guller and Halak Bunar, down yeah. there. And every time. He, they got into Mariano and Nagatomo, they passed them and made a dangerous attack against us, and it was effective on uh, in this part of the game.
1: Yeah, and said that, uh, I want to just highlight S- that he's having a really good uh-huh. second season at Gustepe. Didn't do too much last season, but this season he's really shining.
0: Yeah, 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 I, I, I totally agree. And I was actually about to make a similar point about him. So, in, in order. To not to not repeat your point. Um I wanna highlight like Bunar as well. Mm-hmm. I've always spoken highly of him on the show and I think it's it's about time he gets to call up for the Turkish national team. Um he's oh, we a don't very have
1: wingers.
0: Well he's well, exactly, and now mm-hmm. sadly Yusuf Yazid is out for a for, for for a long time as well. Halli Lak deserves a chance, he's gonna be Bernard out for a very, very long time. Up 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 very long. Long.
3: Yeah,
0: P- P- is Yes,
3: he's a decent player, but he's too much on his left foot. You know, he doesn't want to use his uh, weaker foot, right foot, uh, even though he scored yeah. his goal to, with his right against us. But he's just uh, just looks too much one sided for me.
1: Yeah, but I think what what Azar is trying to say is that maybe Shenol Gunesh needs to l- look a little bit more for that for those winging positions because uh, wing positions because it has been an issue throughout uh, the qualifying campaign. We just don't mm. have any options yeah. there, and I think we he's- just need to give anyone who's performing well a chance. You know, maybe yeah, take,
3: he- take he- Yusuf Saro from Travelon uh, for Halil.
0: I would rather play. No, I, would, I would obviously I would, rather play now. I, mean, I take um, Yusuf for sure, but I'm a Yusuf I, I, fan, of course. I'm a big. I'm a big. He's only played what well, he's played uh fewer than ten games worth of minutes. He's played eight hundred odd minutes. Yeah, uh, under two uh, goals, two under, under the new
1: coach now, he's really yeah. doing well. But he wasn't playing much before before that. Uh, yeah, summer.
0: under under um Tamatunay. uh, first spell in charge, he played a lot, and he was starting to. When he uh, came back, he started to appear uh, from along uh, on the bench a lot but i think he always makes a positive contribution when he's given the chance
3: yeah also he's the one of uh, a few players left from gustav's under league games uh, like he's yeah
0: just a player ever since true true he's still only 26 i believe as well. yeah
1: okay uh Buak, did you manage to uh take a look at that uh position that umut mentioned with ryan donk
2: i i did indeed it's it's nowhere near as bad as the his position on vida which we'll get to in a bit yeah um <laughs> um it's 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 holding uh, not a penalty for me um they're 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 both having a, a physical duel whereas the the other position was just Sardar is, as is executing a, a little bit of judo um on on on, on vida but what's yeah the
1: judo um, you know, what's that uh, uh ha- 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 I've got, n- yeah, got no know. idea, but we should ask Sardar <laughs> as is because he's obviously
2: it's, it's a student of the game. No, not. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that not, not a penalty for me. Definitely. Okay. No, no, and then and then Donk just falls over trying to kick the ball. Okay, well, uh, let's move
1: over to Sunday then, uh, as Genshterberli hosted the league leader Sivaspor. And for a long time it looked like Sivaspor were going to suffer their first defeat in ages, but... What a goal from Mustafa Yatabari and out of time, but let's get to that in just a bit. Aruna Kone had put Sivaspor 1-0 up in the 24th minute, but Bogdan Stanko equalized in the 56th minute before Floyd Aite put the 2-1 on the scoreboard in just two minutes later in the 58th minute. But then in the 7th minute of stoppage time, Mustafa Yatabari scored with a spectacular overhead kick to salvage a point for the league leaders. Um... And I do believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. I don't think Emre Killing was playing in this match, and uh, no. And I think that's part of the reason why they did struggle a lot in the second half. Although in the first half, I I, I think they definitely uh, played a good match. Uh, Jakub, you took a closer look at this game, but there's one position in particular that really that that I kind of got stuck on was at one nil there's this penalty position for um for for siva sport what, what do you think mm-hmm. of that
4: what do you make of that yeah we 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 quickly talked about it before we went live and yeah i know you know you know the the point is what the point what we are always trying to, to make is that everything looks a lot worse in slow motion but mm-hmm. when when i looked at it i felt like uh, it Kind of looks like a penalty, you know. Even though I don't want Siwas to was for to win, you know, being, <laughs> being being well, our rivals at the moment. Uh-huh. But yeah, it, it it really looked like a penalty. When I uh, when I rewatched the highlights on uh, on Twitter and on uh, on on the on the Bain sports sites, it it looks like um, Mert Hakan. Um, yeah, he, he he obviously gets brought down in the box. But it, it kind of looks like he gets clipped in the back. You know, um, I think his left fo- his, his left leg, it, it looks like the Establi player hits him uh, on the back of his knee. And that's why he just falls. But, you know, um, his fall does seem kind of odd. Um, I do think the defender also got the ball. But I I think he, he first got Matt Hakan. So, in my opinion, it should have been a penalty.
2: Mm.
1: Man of the law, what did you think of that position?
2: It does look like... is Matt isn't it? The Zivasora player.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It looks like he gets either the the Genstead player's knee or or shin into the back of his foot. And it looks like that is what puts him a little bit off balance and then causes him to step on the football and then fall over. Because obviously, you step on a, a moving football, you, you lose your balance and you fall over. But I think that comes from the fact that he had his leg taken from behind. So I've looked at it on on Twitter, on, on the app. I've actually downloaded the video, banged it into iMovie and slowed the frame rate down. And so I should technically, that makes me qualified to be a VARF, right? Um, the, that's that's the more, I
1: think you're uh, more qualified with. than some people are.
2: Um, and it, that's yeah, the dedication he
0: like, showed to you, listeners.
1: In, in, indeed, it, it does it look like more, he puts more effort into it than uh, than the actual VARs do sometimes.
2: Exactly. So to to me, that was that was a penalty, and, and it, it should. Uh, did it actually go to VAR? I don't don't think nope. it, it did. It. I don't think so. And I think. You know, that's the type of situation where if the, the VAR ref was watching, maybe he was just the scrolling is, his Instagram feed at that time.
1: Yeah, the, the annoying thing is we don't, we never know what the VAR refs are looking at at any time because sometimes the commentators will mention it and sometimes you can see that there's that the, the, the official on the pitch is actually communicating or like, you know, when they're putting his, his finger on his earpiece, you know that he's talking to the VAR ref. Um, But we don't really know if the refs are looking at it the thing is there has to be a clear error and I, I to me this looked like a penalty too and to me i think it was a i mean if he touches him if he gets touched in the, the back of the leg first and that causes him to tri- trip to me that's a clear error and should go uh yeah they should call over the referee to take a look and then uh, let him decide but yeah this is an important uh, yeah an important phase in the match, because it's at 1-0, if poor win a penalty, then make it, if they can convert at the spot kick and make it 2-0, I think, I don't think Inch comes back, quite frankly, because they kind of came back out of nowhere with their first chance in the second half, equalized, and then immediately afterwards, kind of like a, like a Blitzkrieg uh, took Sivaspor by storm kind of surprised them, and I, I did feel like afterwards because I only watched the second half live, and I really did feel that based on that second half, I felt like the late equalizer was undeserved. For me, Gençlerbirliği we were the better team in the second half, didn't give anything away really, but then based on what I've seen from the first half now, I think Sivaspor. Well, they, obviously they'll be happy with that point after a seven, uh, you know, ninety seventh minute equalizer. But I, I think they may have, you know, gotten uh, robbed a little bit here, if I'm quite honest.
4: I mean, I also thought that way. Um, I was quite shocked to see that the the um, the squad that Razach Chalumbay put uh, against Kish really is pretty much the same squad as he did against Fenerbahce. Um, the only uh, the the biggest absentee is obviously Mbekalinch who couldn't mm-hmm. play because he was um, he was banned because of yellow because of accumulating a couple of yellow cards, but um, otherwise the the squad is pretty much the same. The only difference is um, that he mm-hmm. that.
1: Oh, right, right, right. No, sorry, sorry. I was just thinking, didn't they have a midweek cup match? But, of course, then he should have had a red card.
4: <laughs> mm. So, so yeah. the, the only thing that was different uh, was that um, he didn't play with three forwards. He, he played uh, Kone in the points, mm-hmm. and Yatabare and Yeshliwurt were on the, on the wings. Even mm-hmm. though Yatabare played a pretty okay game, in my opinion, um, he obviously scored the clincher and, uh, you know, scored the brace. But... I don't know, it, it it kinda seems that um especially Via Erdal he had a great game against uh against Venerbahce, but this mm-hmm. game he didn't look like the like the player he, he was last week, you know? And mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It it was a fun game. Um I have to say Sivaspor played some play some nice football. Um but yeah, you know, I I didn't think that missing a player like Emre Culch could have had such a difference because they still played a pretty attacking football you know they played with four like kind of four attacking mids um you know one on the wing uh, one on the other wing and two attacking mids so they did come out to 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 win this game you know um mm-hmm. what i also didn't understand is why he didn't uh play fernando fernando had a pretty pretty good right. gr- good game against venerebache but he didn't play this game he wasn't even subbed in I don't know why why he did that. I maybe it's a match fitness issue. I don't think it should be
1: but maybe some injury or something. Yeah,
4: or something. um yeah, the biggest point the biggest point of this of this game was obviously the penalty position um but 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 outside of that I have a couple of things that I that I put down in my notes.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, I think we we talked about this last week. Um Kone scored again and uh, he did this old man celebration <laughs> yes. and it, it it's so it's so hilarious to see i i, I really like I, I really love it um the i wonder why Yab- he does that
1: i wonder if he's like if people like called him old on, on social media or something and he's just like walking it or something yeah.
4: i don't know it wouldn't surprise me if there was like news about him joining a bigger club but uh, the club said you know you're too old and maybe that's the thing he does or maybe it's something in his family that they kind of make fun of him because he's <laughs> a little bit older, you know? Um but so um at the goal didn't he
1: play for PSV like ten years ago, by the way, and had the yeah. blonde hair? Yeah, that,
4: that yeah, that's uh, right. Really, that yeah. PSV team was really good. I really yeah, hated yeah. that team. <laughs> I think that's the team that also went to the quarterfinals of the um of the of Champions League with uh with Ofeli, with Van Bommel, Koku. Dushak, I think. Yeah, was Dushak. He there? Uh, yeah. yeah, I think he was. I think he was. Yeah. Um, the two thousand seven, two thousand eight season where they won, where they were champions. You know, um, as a Dutch guy, I hated this. I hated to see this as a as a final guy. But, um, but he was such been... a
1: different player back then. I felt like I felt he was a lot more technical, tricky, and now he's just like he's almost more like a power forward. I feel like he's changed as a player.
4: I mean, the Dutch the Dutch league is a league where you are really able to show your technical prowess, you know? So, um, he wasn't really old, 2007, 2008. That makes him, like, 20, 25, 26 years old. Um, I think he was, he was super young back then. Yeah, and they had a great team with Kuvermans, You know, the team just shot... Danny uh,
1: Kuvermans. Yeah, right. He yeah, they had a really yeah. great
4: team that, that shot on pretty much all cylinders, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but to get off the, uh, the, the Eredivisie <laughs> points... <laughs> um, <laughs> um, what what also was really fun to see um, when Gasterbili scored their first goal? Pretty much the whole bench erupted. Um, the staff went yeah. on the pitch. The players went on the pitch. I don't. They I,
1: were super motivated.
4: Yeah, but for I didn't. This match. I didn't get why. I yeah. I I thought maybe like the the player that scored was a young player, but it's Bogdan Stanku you know? Maybe it Not was people.
1: uh, what's it called? Tefshik Prim. I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't good, be surprised. Do maybe, maybe all the uh, Besiktas, Fedorbach, uh, well, maybe not Galtzerai, because they don't really have that much of an... Although, yeah, maybe Galtzerai and Trabzelspor all kind of chipped in and said, hey, uh, you know what, uh, Gengstein, if you can uh, knock off some points here. <laughs>
4: now I'm implying she can. <laughs> uh, Um Yeah, it, it could be, I don't know. Um, what I thought...
1: I mean, if you—I don't know if you watched live, but if you watched live, how hard they fought to to win that, the match. They they really they they were wasting time, everything, and like they, they were pl- almost playing like they were in. It was like they were leading against Fenerbahce in the 90th minute, or against Galtar, or against Besiktas. That's how it felt like. And I, I usually, when when two other teams play each other, it, it doesn't get that downright and gritty just to, you know, make sure you get it across the finish line unless they're like both fighting
4: against relegation or whatever. You know what I mean? But usually. I mean, Sivas uh, mean, yeah. S- 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 is the, the team to beat, you know? I, I think everyone is trying to be the team that gives them the first loss.
1: Yeah, starting oh. to be. By the way, I mean, and, and that's why I also think that in the second half of the season they're gonna have more struggles because teams are gonna start playing differently against them. I think up until maybe now they've had teams playing more open against them because if you compare the way that Malatya Spor played against Sivasspor and you compare the way Malatya Spor played against Beşiktaş, obviously, okay, they were at home against Sivas and they were away against Beşiktaş, but still, very different how they played. They didn't allow the type of space that they did. Uh, against Sivas they didn't allow that against Vishite for example. And I think that's something that Sivas are going to run in more and more as the season progresses. They're gonna get teams that are going to go, okay, you know what? We're just gonna park the bus and see if you can get through.
4: Yeah, I think I think the biggest the biggest point um with Sivas is that they are actually pretty pretty okay down the wings, you know? Um mm-hmm. you, have Very players dynamic. Like, you have you have players like Matt Hakan and Emre Kulinch at the center that also can play the ball through, you know? So I think the most difficult part will be what part are you going to shut down? Are you If you shut down the midfield, uh, the center part, uh, they can go through the wings. If you shut down the wings, they can go to the center part. Um, the thing I'm, with
1: Emre right now, he's just so hard to close down because he's, he's all over the place. He goes to the left. He goes uh, more to the middle. He goes – you know, he, he just – he is really important for stretching those opponents as well, which in turn gives Zia the space on the wing to overlap and to get that those crosses in. Because I think there's quite a few linkups this season already where Zia actually gives the assistant Emre taps it in at the near post. I think that's a, a pretty common link-up for them this season.
4: Um, yeah, I don't have the stats, so you could be you could be right. I mean, I mean, it isn't. I'm I'm not the most technical guy, so I'm not going to act like I know what the, the code is to decipher. But, you know, as you as you said, I think a lot of teams thought um, until now that Sivas was just like a, um, you know, like a, a, a one night, uh, a, like a one night sensation, you know. And I so think we're going to say a one night stand there for some no, reason. No, no, no. I thought about it. Didn't say it. Try <laughs> to keep it. Um, yeah, I thought, you know, uh, I think that a lot of teams will be uh, will be trying to get them down the second half of the uh, the season because, um they do kind of seem like a real threat um i still think that if uh the, the older players that they have you know kone and uh, yatavara isn't the isn't the youngest he's he's re- he's really old but you know yeah, the bar is like
1: 32 32 yeah, he's, right he, he's
4: 33 i yeah, thought I he was like 30 and then
1: kone is 36 or something
4: yeah and i think that the the older players are just overperforming at the moment they they are players in our class you know they have shown it on in other leagues in other Mm -hmm. teams that they can do what they are going to do but i have a feeling that you know all bones break easily (laughs) no i'm not saying i'm not saying that you will get injured but maybe you can't keep up the pace for a long while no Mm
1: -hmm. yeah yeah, i I definitely agree with that i I also kind of believe that look are you going to really win the league with Yatabari and as your main strikers, but it all depends on what the other teams do because yeah. they keep dropping points constantly. So, and, and Sivas don't, <laughs> you know. Um, uh, I
4: have I have one level point that I also want to talk about. Um, there was a there was a moment in the game where um a player of um let me check I think it was Gischli, really, or oh, no um the right back the right back of Silasport got the ball on his hand. Um, at that point, the game was two-one for Gencsibirli, and I I thought it should have been a penalty. You know, it, it it quite clearly looked like he got the ball in his I think his left arm.
1: But was and, it uh, in a natural position? The left uh, arm.
4: It should. It, if I remember correctly, it was. It was pretty much on the uh, you know next to his knee. Um, then they 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 went for uh, the, there was a cross. They both went for it. The ball went over the Sivaspor uh, Sivaspor player, and uh, hit. Hits Goydano. Goydano, I think it is. Hmm. Um, his arm was pretty much on the same height of Bogdan Stancu's hip, so to say. You know, it, it, it looked like a natural position. I know that we have the rules now with the degrees of uh, the arm and everything.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's complicated. I I think the way you're describing, it, I think that's that's fair game. It sounds like an incidental handball, not blocking a shoulder or anything. So.
4: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not the man of the law, so I don't. Talking absolutes, you know, I, I, I think what my, this is my opinion, I don't know if it's right or if it's wrong, it's just my opinion. Did you manage to catch that, Burak? That position?
2: Which one? Refer, refer that to me again. The game definitely one,
4: one um, where uh, the left back of Sivas got the ball on his, on his left arm after it was crossed. They both went for the ball and uh, it hit him on, the, on his left arm.
2: Um, oh yeah that one I think the ball is arriving at such a height that I don't think you can you can really give that as a penalty it's not like the one that we had um, this week for in the Fenar Besiktas game and I think um, that would have been extremely harsh uh, to give that if you, if you look at the, the letter of Laura set out by EFAB and I don't think that really warrants but a penalty i know what you're i understand your your point though because it's arriving from it's a cross mm-hmm. comes into the box both players jump to get the ball yeah. and you've, the guy's arm is literally it's not above waist or shoulder height it's just literally just dangling there um almost helping to you know just get a little bit of balance and it just hits someone in the hand and oh, I you don't can't think...
1: expect guys to jump with their arms behind their back. <laughs>
4: no, no, I I think you guys misunderstood me. Um this, there were like two players of Silas, one of them jumped, but um Goidano didn't. So he gets the ball mm. on his arm and his arm is just right to it next to his body and the ball hits him at his like his his elbow height. You know, he he isn't jumping, he's standing still. But is mm-hmm. he like
1: making a movement with his arm? Is he like making a flinch for the ball? Kind of like, remember l- about last season Diagne when he had like that little arm movement?
4: Yeah, he's, the, the the thing he's trying to do is he's trying to block uh, Stanku from, you know, getting into a good position. yeah, for me. If I'm the only one that really noticed this, I don't think it's a big thing because you. <laughs> I didn't hear anything in the in the media about it at all, so I think it just flew down, uh, flew under the radar. I mean, sometimes
2: I just, the ball just hits someone's hand, and it's just it, it hits yeah. someone's hand, and I think this is one of those situations. It's not warranting of or of yeah, a penalty you can't or further really discussion. Punish
1: a, a player, I think, if he isn't like sticking his arm out or anything like that, you know.
4: Okay. Um, okay.
1: Um, one more thing I think we should highlight is Samasa's two massive saves when it's 2-1 for against Derby. There's a, an amazing save right uh, on Bogdan Stanku, the first one, I think, uh, when it gets crossed in from the left, I want to say. And Stanku, uh, the defender, the Sivas defender, goes underneath the ball. Uh, Stanku, I think, in one time, shoots that goal and Samasa with a brilliant save saves it. And then there's another one again on Stanku, I think, where he sent through... Um.
4: Yeah, like a couple of minutes later. Yeah, and, down and the right side.
1: Yeah, and that's a that's a decent save, but the first one, especially. I mean, Samasa for sure in the second half. I think uh, with that first save, especially he he salvaged the point uh, with that le- later equalizer. That's in, in large part yeah. two to Samasa's And also uh, saves. talk about
3: Sanke as well because he's been uh, he's in a big rise with Hamza Hamzol and he scored in his last six consecutive games. He scored mm-hmm. eight goals and scored in every game under Hamza Hamzul and he's currently the goal-scoring leader in the league with 11 goals.
4: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he scored sure. one and he assisted one this game. So he had a pretty, pretty good game.
1: Great form. Uh, let's hope he pauses that next week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's uh, maybe we can talk a little bit more about him next week. Hopefully not for my sake. Um, but let's move over to the next match. I don't think we're going to spend too much time on this one. Kayserispor sport here ends in a pretty straightforward 1-4 victory for here. But uh, I think the most noteworthy thing that happened here really is just the first two goals. In the fifth minute, Miguel Lopez scored an own goal to put here 1-0 up. And then in the tenth minute, uh, Mecht Kulu scored another own goal... Uh, to make it 2 0 for Bashakchi here. Then Artem Kravitz pulls one back in the 38 minutes, but then Baba in the 48 makes it 1 3. And in the third minutes of stoppage time, Daniel Alexic puts the final scoreline on the scoreboard. Um, Uzar, have you seen that often? Mm. 2 on goals in the time span of the opening 10
0: minutes? No, I really haven't. And uh, I actually was following this game via my, my score app and then I just popped up 1-0 and I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. Oh, it's an own goal. How unusual. A few minutes later, 2-0, another own goal. How unusual. And then um, <laughs> having watched the highlights, I found it even more shocking because not only was it two own goals, but every goal in this game was a result of some sort of deflected shot. <laughs> so all five goals have some sort of um, kind of freakiness to them, which is which is bizarre. I mean, Basak here on the form, recent form that they picked up, uh, deserved to win. Um, I think 4-1 is a little bit flattering, though, because Kayseri had some fair chances. Um, they're also missing uh, Bernard Mensah, of course, who I think got picked up an injury before before the game. Um, they're without Pedro Enrique, who's their top scorer. Um, of course, Adebayor did a runner, so things aren't looking good for Kayseri. They're rock bottom on 10 points and at least five points away from safety. Um so the result didn't really surprise me much. here um, they're kind of all guns blazing, really. They didn't even play that well and still managed to win 4-1. So we had our doubts about them at the start of the season. We talked about it on the show. But in the last sort of five, six weeks, they've really turned on the charm. And Okan Burak and his men are, are doing some some great things.
1: Yeah, no goal for Enzo Crivelli again, though, this week. No, He did no. last week either. So he, did, uh, he did
0: miss a really good chance. Though. He missed a really mm-hmm. uh, a header, which was... Um, which he should have really hit the target at least, but
1: no, last week he didn't yeah. play. Of course, I think so. Uh, yeah, it's a little unfair for me too. <laughs> Um, (laughs) But yeah, he didn't score this week, uh, so we've kind of gotten used to him scoring, so Mm, you in a high-scoring game like this, you'd expect him to get a goal. Uh, But let's uh, head over to the main event on Sunday, and I think the highlight of the weekend, at least in terms of uh, fixture, Fenerbahce bisiktaj this match ending in a 3-1 victory for the hosts, and as I have been predicting for weeks... Max Kruse got on the score sheets. In the 23rd minute, he scored off of a penalty kick to put Fenerbahce at 1-0 up. In the 32nd minute, Ozan Tufan, uh, yeah, with a fantastic shot. Um, of course, all Besiktas uh, fans are blaming Loris Karius uh, like they always did last season, too, because he concedes a long shot, and now obviously that's always going to be the goalkeeper's fault. Uh, but no, fantastic strike from Ozan Tufan, I thought. I even had one guy tell me, he concedes a long shot from Ozan Tufan, of all people. And I just w- and I just went like, what? This guy has been scoring long shots his entire career. Like, that's the one thing he does. Well, <laughs> that and eat. Uh, anyway, uh, so 2-0 after 32 minutes. But then in the fifth minute uh, of stoppage time to the first half, Atiba pulls one back for Besiktas to make it 2-1. Um, and then good period for Besiktas coming out of the dressing room. Uh, almost equalized through a, a blunder, I think, from Jalson. burak Hilmas goes one-on-one with uh, Altai. Wants to go around Altai, but a very good save from the young goalkeeper with his foot to deny burak Hilmas there. Uh, and then I think the ball falls to Lige, but Gustavo uh, Luis Gustavo uh, managed to block him to prevent him from shooting, I think, in the empty net. Um, so, yeah, good work there. Then there's... A penalty position we'll be talking about in a bit, um, but Fenerbahce then in the 58th minute managed to seal the deal and kill the match off through Vedat Muric, and I think uh, as soon as that goal went in, for me at least, uh, I knew it was over. Bruck was still uh, nervous and biting his nails, I'm sure, but uh, I knew at that point, uh, because I saw it in the team, their heads just went hanging and they just knew it was over, and uh, the final scoreline reads 3-1 uh, for Fenerbahce, and um, I thought in terms of the spirit of the game, in terms of the two teams who wanted it more, definitely a deserved win for Fenerbahce. Uh, especially yesterday, coming, coming fresh off of the match, I was like, yeah, you know what? They were just better. They wanted it more. I didn't like uh, Besiktas' uh, um, th- th- just the mindset they seemed to go into the match in, which was, I don't know, too timid, not ballsy enough. Fenerbahce w- missed a lot of players. Uh, I think Besiktas should have played more football and be less like a scared little bitch. But then, after taking a little bit of distance from it, you know, sleeping on it, and then looking back at some of those penalty positions, I do have to say that, I, despite the fact that I feel Fenerbahce deserved to win based on their mentality that they showed, uh, I don't necessarily feel like they should have won just because they were the better side. Because those positions are crucial, and uh, Bruck, I'm going to give the floor to you, and you shine your light on all the stuff that might have been <laughs> controversial, because there's plenty of that in this match, actually, to talk about at least.
2: Yeah, plenty of uh we seen. I mean, I think Besiktas should have had two penalties. Um, one for the judo throw, for by Saad on uh, Domingo Vida, and then the second one. Did you just
1: for... call him Domingo?
2: <laughs> is the, is that is not is, is that Domagoy. not to... Domingo, <laughs> Domingo sounds better. It's like a you know an opera singer, right? Yeah. <laughs> he he looks like the least opera singer person in, in the Turkish league. Um, and and the the second penalty you should have had is for Dirard pulling... Was it a Derby shirt?
1: Uh, Nkudu, I think.
2: Nkudu Kudu shirt. Just you know a blatant shirt pull and like.
1: That was a three-one, by the way. Yeah.
2: That was that was a three-one. or something. But I think the the his position was a, is that was that one-nil or was that two-nil? Two two two-one. Two one.
1: That was a two-one.
2: So that was a two-one, and you know that should have been a penalty because, come on, he's just all over him, and if that goes in, then game completely changes, and then if that goes in, and then who knows what would have happened from there. Yeah, but.
1: Federer did come out of the dressing room with their feet off the gas pedal, it felt like. And at first I thought, ah, oh, you know what, this is normal, they're just taking a little bit a step back. But then they started giving away some some chances, and especially, I think, the slip from Jalson, I believe it was, to just oh, yes. blatantly Johnson. give if Burak a 100% goal-scoring opportunity, one-on-one with the goalkeeper. That was really bad. I mean, yeah, a good Burak would have finished that.
2: Yeah, but uh, Altai's shown this season that he he's very good in those one-on-one situations and and shot stopping. I don't know if it's because he's quite got he's got a tall frame with long arms. He's
1: very consistent in those one-on-ones. He's, he's, and I feel like that's something he shares with Volkan. Volkan was always good in those one-on-ones too. It's the the other things where Volkan tend to drop a little bit of a you know like a. High balls, some doing some weird stuff with it. Long shots, sometimes doing some weird stuff, um, and that's what we see with Alta too. I think he does some weird stuff on high balls, but one on one, he's definitely one of the better goalkeepers in the league, no
2: doubt. Uh, he did do some good catching today, so I'm not sure yeah. if that's because he's he's worked on that or if he just felt more confident coming off. You know, I think our crosses were just shite. <laughs> that could be it as well. Um, and the the our one corners weird, were horrendous throughout the match. One weird thing he did do is. That where he thought it was offside, put the ball down, but the ref had played on, and then he picked the ball up again. And I think those little things, you know, he does that once. Luckily, we weren't punished for it. Indirect
1: free kick, right?
2: Indirect free kick. And I think he's done that once, and now he'll he'll learn from that. So it's good that we weren't penalised. I was a little bit worried when I first saw the team sheet. Because I saw Tolga Giadji out on the wing, and I thought this man's this man's not a winger; he's he's a central midfielder. But, yeah, I'm going to tell
1: you something, Burke. As soon as I saw the Fenerbahce lineup, I knew we we would lose, and you know why? And I know this is going to sound that people are going to think, yeah, what? I mean, that was a s- It was on paper. It's not pure quality-wise. It's not a good lineup, right? You would agree with that, I, I think.
2: I wouldn't would have been wouldn't have been what I put out.
1: No, but you know why I thought we lost this match already?
2: (laughs) Because Because you had more runners?
1: No, because you had Hux mentality. You had fighting, uh, lots of, yeah, just fighting spirit on the pitch. And I just knew, we. and and just the the first seconds of the match are already like, ah, we're playing like a fucking wet rag. And then you're up against those types of players. Yeah, you're not going to get shit even i mean yeah okay the penalties then maybe you still get something out of it but yeah
0: you have really to show that,
1: more spirit in this i, I, type I really thought
0: that bjk just didn't you guys just didn't show up at all no they wanted it uh, yeah. uh, a lot more so I, I agree with you it was it was pretty evident in the first 10 minutes i was really surprised at how uh, yeah but uh, if you also, if you look
1: at the lineup Fenerbahce put out there, and then if you look at the lineup that Avcic put out there, it's way too timid, way too respect And I understand not starting in Kudu. He's only just back in training since Thursday. You don't want to overextend him and get him injured again. I 100% understand that. But Diaby has been playing poor in the last couple of weeks, and then he benches Leic, who got a lot of slack last week because he took a couple of long shots because there were, was no opening to find. He took a couple of long shots and he didn't do well with those, and people are immediately jumping on his case. But I can tell you one thing, Diaby lost almost every single ball in this match, and Leic last week against Malatya didn't give away any balls. He just didn't score from outside the box, okay? That doesn't necessarily mean you're playing a bad game. I see a lot of people criticizing him, but I actually thought he played a decent match last week. Because you you have to look past those shots. What other option does he have? He didn't have options in the box to play the ball to, so he has to go for that shot. And if that shot isn't good, yeah, okay, well, shit happens, you know. That they can all be uh, amazing. You have to have some decent space to put in a good shot. Rant over. Um, yeah, no, let's uh, let's get more back on this though. Um, yeah, what did you think of of the the penalty for Fenerbahce? What did you think of, um, the the potential fall before the second goal? Um. And I think that's pretty much it.
2: I mean, the, the penalty that for us, when, mm-hmm. you, when you see it, you know, quick speed, you're like, I, I, I didn't see what exactly had happened. I had no idea why it had gone to VAR and why the players were surrounded the ref. I think, you know, we were talking in our group saying, and I was saying, I don't know what's happening. Even when it showed it on the replay, I couldn't really see it quite clearly from where the ball had hit. Um, is it Chico or Robocco? Who's, who's Rob- handed Roboccio. it? Roboccio. Roboccio. Uh, we'll say it with a bit of pizzazz to make it sound a little bit better. You said better. it
1: correctly, actually. That's how you have to pronounce it.
2: Robocho. It comes, comes off his, his hand. Robocho. That's
1: how you have to say it in Portuguese.
2: Well, we, we'll just call him Rebby. Um, this Sky? <laughs> no. <laughs> We're going off on tangent there. Um, for those who know, no. Um, but, yeah, it was... A penalty and it was strange so I'm like wow we've been giving a penalty for a handball at Kadeke it's like <laughs> what happened to the ones uh, against Trapsonsport earlier in the season but looking at it again you're like okay that's a penalty. Uh, Mac Madback steps up puts it away goes and gets the Southwark's jersey uh, to say we're thinking about you Mr. Bonus we hope you get well soon we love you um, Do those so- commercials
1: still exist? Bonus Card?
2: I'm I don't. i I'm not sure if it, it lives on in the memory and in our hearts and in, in Sadak and, and Gustavo who had a great role to play in, in the second goal with chasing the ball down. You could argue that there was maybe a bit of a shoulder barge by Ozan on, on Janad. I just think that's the Iskandar talking and that's just his, his muscle um, <laughs> charging into the ball. For me, that's not a foul and it was definitely not a foul when the three fenar players swarmed around uh, the Beşiktaş player and I think because we were just swarming him or running around
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. it he just panicked.
2: he panicked and he was like oh my god and he just fell over mm-hmm. and then Ozan who I think had one of his best games in a Fenner shirt for me he was playing in his natural central midfield position and he had the captain's armband as well and he said himself in the post match conference that the the hurs and the the strength of Gustavo chasing down the ball gave him a little bit of extra oomph, and then he just rifled back and he did what David de Souza did against Chelsea all those years ago, and he, he pinged it into the back of the net with, with very little backlift. And like now, you said, now
1: Burak, would you would you say? Karius should have done better there. Like I personally don't think so. I and I, I didn't think so last season either. By the way, when Hasan Ali Calderon scored, I thought it was very unfair for people to blame him. But people love to, for some reason, always blame Karius.
2: Um I don't think he could have done much better. I mean, he you know he, hit, he started off with a decent position. I just think the shot was was hit with that much speed. I mean, okay, it wasn't right in the top left hand corner, but I think it just came with such pace that he just didn't have time to adjust himself and i'm trying to think i don't think any other goalkeeper in the league would have saved that i'm trying to think of any other goalkeepers in the world would have saved that not because they're bad goalkeepers just because the shot came in quickly and with such a pace it didn't yeah, seem but, to be uh, if a it.
1: goalkeeper concedes a goal it's the goalkeeper's fault that's turkish mentality yeah it's turkish fan mentality yeah
2: in, indeed but um what can I say? It was um. I was really impressed with the performance of Ozan and Gustavo together. I think going. I think next season. I think Embra will retire at the end of this season. I think going forward, that should be. And then our...
1: Caruso was doing his part too in the chasing department.
2: Yeah, I think you know he's he's got that that spirit within him. I mean, he probably has knows that he's not been playing his his best or maybe not his his level that he's maybe used to when he was playing in the Bundesliga. But he seems to have embraced the culture of of the club and the Turkish uh, league really well and Turkish culture really well. And he just seems to be getting on well. It's good to see there's some harmony in the squad. And I just think he's, he's working very hard. It was nice to see him um, get the penalty. So I'm not sure if... That was agreed before, because I know Emre is usually the penalty taker, but you've got people yeah, who would could have take Yeah, I expected
1: one. Vedat to take it, actually. Yeah,
2: exactly, but then he, he got his goal um, again. I think watching him battle with Vida was, was Yeah, I have st- to say, good. Vida
1: had him in his pocket for almost the entire match, and then just that one moment.
2: I wouldn't say pocket, I think, you
1: know, he... Uh, I, they, I, really t- I, I, I didn't see Vida, uh, I didn't see Muric in this match. That's so the one thing I. The one positive I took away from this match mm-hmm. is that Vida seemed to completely neutralise him for almost the entire match until that one moment.
2: That's like that one moment. So all he needs, Kosovan player of the year, um, get, gets his goal after some great work by Molexiu Isla, Isla, who who was um, really poor last week, but he just seems to turn it on this week. I think I saw a tweet from uh, a fan of fan along the lines of saying, this week. Isla was in Cafu mode, and last week he was in, I don't know, marble Hanifi mode, or oh, no? <laughs>
1: Turkish Roberto Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> Turkish
2: Roberto Carlos, exactly. Um, I, I did love him, but he was very bad. Um, so he did he did work, but it was also Isla that gave away that needless free kick before, from when he scored the goal at the end of the first half, hmm. and as, as well. But like you said, we had on the wings we had Tolga and and Dennis. And those two guys, you—they've got that mentality. You know, they—they they can be a bit dirty. They're gonna work hard, especially Tolga. He think he yeah. was one of the guys that covered the most ground, and he's been a bit of an unsung hero for us this season. He gets a lot of stick from some some fans by saying he's just a bit of a lump. But
1: yeah, but sometimes he, you just need a little bit of a lump there. You
2: need someone who who's and big, strong. I have drunk. to say,
1: the football in this match at no point I was like, eh. Not, I, I didn't think either team played good football, but Fenner just. You know, all, all mentality alone, I think it was. It was really a character performance from them.
2: Well, it's a derby. Um, We've not yeah, lost a derby yeah, yeah, for
1: sure. And do- that's how you win de- derbies.
2: This decade, apparently. We've not lost a derby at home this decade, which is an, an incredibly useless you, stat. <laughs>
1: you haven't lost a derby at home in, since 2005, I think, so...
2: Yeah, So I'm like, okay, yeah, that's should, interesting. That's, why don't we just win some bloody trophies? <laughs> I'd rather lose the Well, that's,
1: that's obviously, you know, you you have that uh, consolation prize, I guess, for the, the home reputation. But uh, I, the thing is, I, I was speaking to my friends afterwards, and I'm like, it's no wonder that Fenerbahce haven't lost at home since 2005 in a Derby match, because not so much because they are just that impressive at home. It's just the way that other teams come into those, man if you look at how how Bishop is, from the first seconds they were just they it's like almost like they were little children standing in front of of a of a crowd of 40,000 people for the first time in their life and they're like oh that's how it feels. Uh, no wonder you can't. You can't win with that type of a mentality. You have to go out there and play gutsy football. How do teams come to 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 Turk Telecom Arena, to Vodafone Park, to to uh, to Kadikoy and get a win? Because they 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 don't. They're not impressed by the atmosphere. They're not impressed by the track record. Whatever. They just come in there, do their thing, and and you know, just muscle around a little bit, hustle. And, and and they get a result and you don't do that by coming in oh you know what maybe if we survive the first 20 minutes or the first 30 minutes and then we'll try and hit them on the counter perhaps because obviously that's what Avchi was going for I mean that's the only thing I could see because I didn't see a proper game plan because all I, I really saw is basically just booting the ball forward in the first 20 minutes uh, not really any any other plan than that it was very bad and so for me after the match it was like uh, we deserve to lose playing like a wet fucking rag. But then you come to the consistency which Burak, you've been preaching for for weeks now. and Indeed. I do agree with you that that penalty that first, you know, I mean, it has to go if it for me, I think we were talking in in the in our little group chat and you said, I didn't even see the ball change direction. I don't I'm not even sure if it hit the hit the hand. My thought process was, well, look, it went to... VAR called over the referee, so they must have seen that it touched his hand. Because otherwise, you don't call... You, In my understanding, is you don't call the referee over if you aren't sure if it actually made contact with the hand. Because if you're calling that ref over... I mean, there's no way in hell he's not going to give a penalty. And that's... Circumstance in that situation, so you can't put him on the spot. Hey, what do you think? Did it touch it or didn't it touch it? No, you have to be certain if it touched it, and then the ref has to come in to just determine was it uh, was the hand in an unnatural position, yes or no, whatever, was it intentional, whatever. Um, so I'm okay with that penalty. I even said that I think you know what, I mean, if it's a handball, you have to put it to the spot, but then if you give that penalty, you call the ref over for that. And then you ignore, you blatantly ignore the the Vida position in the same match. That's really difficult for me to Take. to swallow, to swallow. Yeah,
2: exactly. So no no, you know how we, how I have felt in the past couple of weeks, because um, that was, you know, a, a definite penalty. And I'm trying to look at Junate Chakras' position. On that he's actually he's got quite a clear view he's on the edge of the penalty area looking towards the group (laughs) of players so I'm not sure if even if he's not focused on Sardar and Vida and he's focused on someone else you know but
1: I I don't blame Junai Chakir in this position when it comes to VAR I never blame the ref on the pitch because I think that with VAR as their support refs on the pitch are far more inclined not to blow their whistle where they otherwise might maybe would because they think well I have that safety net afar and if there's something going on they'll notify me so I will I, w- I will never blame you Chakir there mm-hmm. for me it's the people in the VAR room met the Kalkavan and whoever else was in there they are the ones that here I think should yeah I think that that, that warrants a suspension
2: but how he misses the the shirt pull on in Kudu by Isla when he's looking directly at it is again my my mind boggles. Yeah, but I think um,
1: that's yeah, but, but the question is I think usually what referees tend to do is if both players are pulling the shirt, they tend to not give it.
2: Oh this was just blatantly in Kudu trying to run away from Isla, who's just grabbing yeah, him. Maybe. If you, if you could see a still photo of it, there's no way that there's shirt, you know, both players aren't pulling each other's shirt. It's literally included trying to run away from Isla and turn in the penalty box. And, and Isla's got a handful of his shirt and know Chuckot is less than, like, 10 yards away looking directly at it and... Mm-hmm. Like.
1: Yeah, but I'm, I'm I'm quite used to Jani Chakra being very inconsistent in derby matches for us. I, I remember a couple of years ago against Galzrai where Melo gave a, an elbow to, I think it was Veli, and he had a bleeding nose in the first half, and then doesn't even give him a yellow card, nothing. Should have been a direct red, nothing. Uh, then in the second half, it starts. Second half, Melo scores, and right after that, Philly gets sent off for doing like a slapping motion towards uh, Snyder or something. After he was already getting sworn by three right players who were like holding him and stuff, and Janet was just standing there looking at it, not even coming in between trying to separate the players. No, he was waiting until Philly had enough and took a sw- took a took a swing and then sent him off. Like I'm used to Janet being, you know, like. Seeing stuff on one side, not seeing it on the other.
0: That's no surprise. Wow. <laughs> you just said Snyder, and it makes me want to cry.
2: Oh, no. <laughs> don't, don't cry as Christmas, as that. It's okay. I've arranged for him to be under your tree time. in a stocking. Oh, yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, it, uh, a good performance A bias at home. We got to see Farad to get some minutes, which is always nice. Didn't really do much, but it's coming into you know a, a a derby hmm. at, at at the end at the tail end of the game but it, it was nice to see Gustavo and Osan forming a really nice little partnership in the centre of the park and we, we go away to Rizzo next week the, the up and down team so just, they... just
1: one thing I think you can't go into the Champions League playing this type of football by the way <laughs> that's no. going
2: to not end well <laughs> If 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 we are lucky enough to get there, then yeah, definitely not. But you know, this this just just focus on getting a win a at derby, but away at Rizet. Let's focus on our away form, which has been abysmal away from Istanbul in the last eighteen months. Um, but but Rizet won this week, so due to their yo-yo form, they're due to lose yeah, next that's week, true. and it is Ismail more as as well. So. I know he. I don't know how he's going to set his team up, but but it's also the return of the prodigal son, uh, Vedat Modic. So he will he score on his return to his old stomping ground? Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. But it would be nice to finish the first half of the, of the season with uh, an away win, just to put pressure on the teams around us as well. But
1: and and talking about putting pressure, that's one thing that Besiktas fans have been saying for weeks. They've been complaining about the club's leadership not putting pressure in the media on the referees because last week they, they felt like there were, I don't know, four or five potential 50-50 penalties where they fans in general believe, um, look, you have to put pressure because then eventually you're going to get one of those penalties. And I think we saw it a couple of weeks ago with, with Fenner against, uh, was it against Malatya where you kind of had that... Uh, but yeah, that was against Malatia. That's that penalty that was kind of, hmm. You know, remember the one with Fanol coming out and...
2: What what was that?
1: Nah, that's, never mind. Anyway, uh, okay, yeah. what, what what do you guys think about that, putting pressure on the refs in the media? I personally, I detest it. I think it's not something basically they should be doing. But we saw Galtry do it last season no. in the first half of the season. And that paid you, off towards talking,
0: the end of the season. Are you, t- are you talking about when the club makes an announcement regarding announcements?
1: The, the, oh, the yeah. coach just uh, um, talking about it. I hate it personally. Uh, I detest it. But I,
0: I think I, I, I agree. I agree with you. I, I think it's kind of normal in all leagues across Europe for the for the coach to talk about it once in a while. But but not when like club, in Turkey. I think. But but in Turkey it's too, definitely too often. When the, the club comes out and makes a statement, when on all the football shows, so-called experts and panelists, all they discuss is the referee and never about the football. It's just become so boring and tiresome now. Everyone's just looking for um, scandal off the pitch and no one is looking yeah. for answers on the pitch. And, and that's one of those really things, boring.
1: those are a very good point that you make because now I think one of the things I dislike about now what we have in this situation is, look, yeah, there's two positions for which that probably should have had a penalty or definitely should have had a penalty. But all that's being talked about now are those positions. But nobody is talking about... The wet-rack performance, the exactly. lack of mentality shown on the pitch, the lack of desire to come into a derby match, an important match for, for both sides, but for bisik too, Teş2 coming off of a loss against Malatya Spor, and they needed to pick up three points to stay in the trail of Sivas Spor.
0: Yeah, yeah, and exactly. E- everyone's trying to blame someone else for something. Yeah. I mean, it's the same, unfortunately, in Turkish society. The whole thing is mirrored in every, every avenue of society. Everyone's mm. pointing the finger at someone else. No one wants to take responsibility for their but own... But the
1: unfortunate thing is, though, that,
0: that tactic closet. seems to work,
1: though. It does seem to ev- eventually get you a couple of those calls. Like, remember last season, in the the, the riza try match, where you had those types of positions where I honestly don't think they would have gotten those if they didn't I don't complain know. after the Konya match and all those other matches where they maybe didn't get a penalty or whatever. And it's,
0: it's, it's hard to say really it's hard to say yeah I of mean, course
1: it is but it, 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 it should not be a factor we shouldn't yeah. have to complain for referees to give a penalty when there should be a penalty
2: what well, can I say we need a TFF chairman with some balls to tell everyone to shut up Yeah, but we, we don't have one of those unfortunately yeah, yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Anyway, let's uh, move over to Monday results because there was in particular w- one very important match and let's start off with that one. Konya Spor hosting Trabzon Spor. And Trabzonspor, just like basically last week, lost at home against uh, a yo-yo side. Um, last week they lost against... Uh, who did they lose against last week? Refresh my memory, Denizli. Jakub. Denizli Spor and they also played of course uh, on Monday evening and, and you know, just like Riza Denizli and Rize, I think, are the biggest yo-yo teams in the league. And we'll get to that a little bit more uh, in just a second. But let's get uh, to uh, Trabzonspor first because they get a crucial win. They very much needed this through the only goal of the match here being scored through Alexander Serlov. Who else but, Jakub, say it with me, the, the king, king of the in north. the north. <laughs> the king in the north. Uh, Alexander Serlov getting the only goal of the match here. Um, in the twenty seventh minute, if I'm not mistaken, I just accidentally deleted my notes like an idiot. Um, it should be. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, what, what can you tell us about this performance of Strbs and Spore?
4: Um Well, first of all, before we talk about the game, I want to talk about uh, Yusuf Yazıcı. Um, we didn't. We, we normally don't talk a lot about uh, the national games or the national team. Um, he. Today he tore his ACL, I think, and he's, he's pretty much out for the season.
1: Yeah, PCL even. That's apparently a very rare injury. Like, usually players tear their ACL or their MCL, but a PCL, apparently that's even worse. Uh, so an, an ACL is, is usually between four to six months for a professional athlete. PCL is even longer, apparently. So yeah, for it- those of you hoping he's going to get to the Euros... Just forget about
4: nah, it. Nah, I, 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 I. It's it's particularly bad for him because um, when he just went to Leo, he didn't mm-hmm. have a great start, and it seemed like the last couple of weeks he started to, he really play the game that he's that he was used to play at Troublesport. You know, he really was showing yeah. his, uh, his his skills. So getting assists, getting goals. Yeah. So it, it's, it's really bad for him. Obviously, there's no no no. Great time to get injured, but it just yeah. seems like an extra awful time because he's going to be away from the from the squad for a while. He will be missing the Euros. Yeah, um, the national team will be, you know, a guy, a guy, a guy, a guy less. So I just yeah. Wanna... Plus,
1: I mean, a good second half of the season with Lille, I think, could have, I hope, put him into contention for a starting place over Hakan Chalalulu, who's been dreadful.
4: Yeah, we I know that we are pretty much the guys that are shitting on Chalanola every moment they can but
1: yeah
4: it's yeah it's awful to see a, a great young player um get injured uh, like like he did mm-hmm. um but it's also nice to see that all the teams pretty much all the teams in Turkey all the big big players um, showed support to him and uh, everyone obviously hopes that he's going to come back better I hope he also does so fingers um, crossed. I'm sorry fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. So, uh, Yusuf, sort of, I hope you get uh, better, uh, smooth, and quickly. Um, okay. So. The goal was all, in the
1: thirty seventh minute, by the way. Okay. I just checked it.
4: First of all, fuck! I could I'm, I'm, I'm so. I, I, hate the guy for multiple reasons. Um, I hate the way he makes his team play. Oh, um, nice. I get, I get why he does it. Um, it, it yields some it yields some results for him, but all, when all, you have
1: been at a club for this long and you've had the time to build up a team like wow. he has, and he, the time just... that he's gotten at Cognac Sport over the two stints that he has been there, you should be able to build a team that can play some actual proper football. Yeah, you know, I, I know that
4: of... not everybody can be a fucking uh, Pep Guardiola or a or a Murillo, but. You know, I just hate the way he makes his teams play. And look I what that, Chalambai
1: has done at Sivaspor in two
4: years. Yeah, but I, you know that's Chalambai. Uh, Kojaman is only on this world to suck suck away every inch of niceness and hope and pretty much all the good things in life. So, um, <laughs> I I would rather watch Paint Dry. I I, I said this again, and I, I'm pretty sure you could show the games of Koya and use them as torture, torture methods because I I was just. I was watching this game because obviously, travel for fan, but I hated pretty much everything about the game. Um, I have to say though, <laughs> first first half, first half they they were like the um, the bus, you know, just defend like the, like it's three hundred and just try the best not to concede. <laughs> Bottleneck. Yeah, but, but second half they they did open up. So I don't know. Um, it, it, it obviously was because travel was for scored. Mm-hmm. Um, we had uh, Wakaime with a great cross Turlot doing what he does what he does best of uh, the, being the tall guy that just can do pretty much everything um yeah but this wasn't the this header should be highlighted because it's a really good subtle header it, it wasn't an easy one i i, no, I it didn't wasn't. i didn't think it should it would should have been going in you know um, i think the keeper of Konyasma should have got it but it's, i think it was like one of those one of those it was a very pickers.
1: treacherous ball for yeah, the Yeah, you just keeper. don't
4: accept, expect it to come, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, there were a couple of things. Um, as always, an extra obstacle player plays a good game against us. Um, they had Alfredo Luda on their right back position, I think. Um, he wasn't the greatest with us. Um, he had some great runs against uh, against our defense. Oh, you're making me thirsty with that name. <laughs> oh, yeah? yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, there was a position with Sturridge in the uh, like in the in the tenth minute or the fifteenth minute or the fifth minute, something like that, um, where he got the ball in the box, but he just couldn't uh, control it just just good enough to get a proper kick at it. Um, so that was kind of sad to see. Um, Sturridge had a had a had a weird game. A lot of uh, I wasn't able to watch the whole game. I watched like the um, I I caught the last ten minutes of the first half, so just before we scored, and the whole second half. And a lot of a lot of people were complaining about Sturge because he was he was invisible the last ten minutes of the first half that I saw. He wasn't really into the game as much as it seemed, and he was subbed out um during the break. Um you know, Karaman went on uh went on T V or had like a um a, a thing with a uh with a reporter where he said that um Sturridge was i don't know how to translate it the best like down or sad um i don't know what i I wonder what's the what the problem is you know um i think he's getting a little pissed off of getting his hamster died (laughs) um i hope it didn't Uh, i think he's he's having a little bit of issues with you know with not playing full homesickness maybe oh okay i don't know i think i think it's more that he doesn't play um a lot uh, yeah, down I, 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 I
1: saw, it's down to I his saw that
0: interview um, after the after the game with the coach as well, and I I thought exactly the same thing. Yeah, I think I get the impression that Sturridge is kind of used to or, or not used to, but expecting to be in the limelight and playing all the time at Trabzon, mm-hmm. uh, and the fact that he's not getting the game time that he envisaged is making him a little bit pissed off.
1: But it's weird that he doesn't though, because when he is playing, usually he does add. A very noticeable. I, oh, I agree. I,
0: I, I can't believe that he doesn't play all the time. When he's fit, I mean, and he's fit currently. There's no reason why he's not playing 90 minutes.
4: I mean, I think the only reason why why Unala is doing it is because because um, we all know the huge list of injuries that mm-hmm. the has, you know, have got has gotten in the last like decade of his career.
1: True, but on the other hand, I think a player who plays 90 minutes week in week out is less likely to get injured than somebody who plays 45 minutes every week uh because I, I i just think that you need to keep those muscles conditioned for playing 90 minutes you know
4: i mean you you all know how i was uh when before he scored his first goal you know i really like the guy as you as you mm-hmm. said when he's on the pitch like you can see how much better he is than everyone on the pitch just as yeah, is his passing pretty much everything so i i want him to finish finish games you know mm-hmm. um but I just don't... I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I think it's a little bit with Ekuban coming back that Spinal Kahneman just doesn't know how to properly um, put everyone everywhere, you know?
1: You can always give him to us if you don't know what to do with him. <laughs> no, I'm good.
4: Like 20 million. Give us 20 million.
1: All right. 20 million Mira, all sure. I think that's
4: all we can afford. <laughs> um, so that that was kind of a bummer to see him to see him being a little bit down. Um, a, lot of, a, a little good points though, um, Urjan once again such a great goalkeeper um there was a great kick with Mia um,
2: mm-hmm.
4: where it really looked like um it, it looked like a Beckham kick you know it bent, it, it bent really well and Urjan saved, saved it beautifully. Maybe Urjan would have saved Ozan's shot. That's um, one of the few of the,
1: goalkeepers that might have.
4: I don't know it, it, the, his, the save kind of reminded me of uh, of Honor. you know he also had those flamboyant saves but um, you know that was yeah. great to see. The defense was a little bit shaky. Um, I'm a big fan of Husseini. He, he couldn't play because um, apparently he had some back spasms or something. And precautionary, uh, you know, they just didn't let him play. You know, be with the squad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other thing, um, Yusuf got subbed in for uh, for storage in the, uh, in, the in in uh, in the break. And then got injured. And then got injured. He had a position where he was. In my opinion, through to goal, so it mm-hmm. should have been a red. But yeah, Lai but there's a, a second
1: defender. There's a second defender there, so that's a yellow card. That's a correct decision. Okay, okay. Um, but he got sent off anyway. Yeah, he got sent board. off. He got the, And he then got the he dared yellow. to protest it. That I was like, wh- I. Pff, he should have gotten a, a red card just for that. Yeah,
4: yeah.
1: I mean, you you bl- you blatantly bring down the guy. You're already on a yellow card. Why on earth are you going to start? Mouthing off at the ref. He should get a five-match suspension just for the gall of it. Just Another five-match suspension for playing for Iqbal Kujamal. <laughs> um,
4: but yeah, as you said, he got injured. Unfortunately, I hope it isn't anything big because um, yeah. he seems to he seemed to play um, a lot better in the last couple of weeks. I think he's he's starting to understand his role more than. Um, than he uh, then he was in the beginning of the season because he wasn't he isn't really a headless chicken anymore. He
1: yeah, but where did he come from? Didn't he come from France or something like the second division?
4: Um, he, yeah, he came from France. He I don't know which which team it was though. Um, oh, am I maybe?
1: No. Yeah, I but, say, no, but he was wasn't play, he wasn't playing there anyway. I mean, the point is this is his first real exposure as a as a consistent first team player at a, at a relatively high level you can't expect a young player like that to immediately be all he can be and i, I, I you know i've been touting him for the entire season i've been cheerleading for him i'm real i like yusuf sara a lot um Yeah, I I really hope he didn't get injured again because he got an injury early on in the season that kind of took him out for a while and and that was unfortunate. So I hope he didn't... uh, I hope this was just a knock and a precautionary sub. Hopefully. I
4: I think you're right. Uh, I think as Tropical Sport fans we have been a little bit spoiled with all the talented players that are coming through. So a lot of people just expect immediate impact. You know, um, a lot of people That's just Turkish
1: fans in general. Yeah,
4: that's also a a, a thing that, uh, that... contributes to this but mm-hmm. um yeah a lot of players a lot of people um, all um, the fans were really excited about him before he, he, he came to us because you know every every bad player even at the worst player of all could have had a good highlight reel on YouTube you know so if you just look at highlight so, reels on YouTube yeah, pretty much everyone looks like Ronaldinho so I think um, maybe a little bit too much pressure on him I, I, I do think that he does have the quality it's just he just has to play a little bit more and um, kind of be the 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 new optimal Ömer position. You know, do more than just run. Uh, just try to dribble the ball, try to be a passer. Um, but yeah, I just I just hope that it isn't a big in- injury again. You know, um, the, we are going with the winter break in like a week, mm-hmm. but still, uh, he's a, he's a young player, and it's it isn't really nice to see a young player get injured this often
1: definitely um, especially after a after a fall like that yeah uh, it was
4: it was, it yeah. was a it, I think it I hope it looks worse than it is because the fall looked really looked really awful but yeah i I didn't see anything on Twitter I didn't see anything from the the normal problems for correspondence we would do have you know the the information mm-hmm. so I just hope it isn't anything big
1: okay Burak uh, any anything you want to say uh for our iqutate
2: he's a winner oh, fuck yes, off fr- he's 1995 <laughs> 96 brother yeah <laughs> <laughs> where, where <laughs>
1: Jacob wasn't like, even born back then I think I was I was, I was loving
2: like,
1: it when were you born
4: Yakub? 93 so I was two years old ooh 93, exactly. 93.
2: Uh, just, j- just just tell me how many championships Unel Karaman has won and we can end this conversation right now um
4: he won one with uh being uh The assistant manager to Shenogunash in the 2010
2: and 2011 season. Exactly, he's never been. Always a (laughs) fight. Okay,
1: let's move on before this escalates. (laughs) 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 The escalation
2: conversation has been ended with facts. (laughs) (laughs)
1: The the final match on Match Day 16 was Denizli Sport, that other yo-yo team, against Alanya Sport, who had been. In a little bit of a slump lately, but they come back with a vengeance just like Die Hard did. Um, and it ended 1 to 5 for Bruce Willis. I mean, Wellington and company. Uh, as uh, Alanya Spore get a very emphatic win on the road against the Denizli Spore, with Wellington getting a brace to the central defender, scoring in the 35th and 42nd minutes to make it 2-0. And then just a minute later, Jama Campos made it 3-0. Papis Sisse ends his goal-scoring drought in the 78th minute following, I have to say this, a fantastic long ball by Musa Charan that Umut absolutely adored, and it made it 4-0. Um, and then in the 83rd minute, Estupinian managed to pull one back and kind of save face for Denizli spore, But uh, Onur Bulut put the final nail in Denizli Sport's coffin in the 86th minute to make it 5-1. So, Denizli spore go and win on the road against Trabzonspor and then come back and just get absolutely battered at home in front of their own loyal fans. Burak... <sighs> Yeah, yo yo. What else can we use to, s- to describe Deniz Lisbor?
2: I I don't know because because like you said, it's not that they've been on a really horrendous run of form. You know, they've won before losing tonight. They'd won three of their last five matches, mm-hmm. and like you said, they actually they'd gone away to Trabzon and won there with Hugo Rodriguez I think scoring both the goals, um, but today i'm not sure if, if it's if it's because alanya had like drawn their last game you know to antalya and then before then they they'd lost to Galatasaray sorry 1-0 you know which was they're quite unlucky to lose um, or to come away with no points from that game so maybe Denizli just played alanya at the wrong time mm. so you know uh, they you know one point from the last uh, possible six and they thought right it's time to get our season back on track and moving. And they just came out the blocks like absolute um rabid, rabid tourists <laughs> from Alanya like running to, you know, Oxid the nightclub rather than taking the minibus. Um so I think Well the
1: Nizispor had their moments in the opening half hour I think, but it was really, you know, those quick succession goals just Killed
2: him. Yeah, they just they, they peppered them like pop, 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 pop. It just like banged in. I think it was in the space of 10 minutes, right? Less than 10 minutes. It went from one to two to three. and
3: Chuck, chuck, chuck.
2: You know, even even Sali chan popped up with an assist as well. So I'm like, bloody hell. You know? <laughs> it, apparently, apparently so. He's playing at Alanga. He's trying to rejuvenate what is left Obviously, of his I career. I had
1: really high expectations for him this season. I really thought, you know, he's going to come back. Uh, rejuvenate his career next summer he's going to make a move to Galatasaray, to Besiktas or something and he's gonna just you know kickstart it again no uh, kind of the same feeling I think uh, we all kind of had with Gokanteur who very uh well maybe not now but you would think very smartly only signed a one-year deal explicitly so that he could probably make that big move again in the summer but yeah, it just hasn't been working out for him. Hasn't been working out for Salouchon so far. Yeah,
2: um, but <clears throat> like you said, it was those those three goals in quick succession really just put an end to to Sport. So Three 0 you know, just before half time. It kind of um, <clears throat> would make any team drop their head going into that half time break. And you know, and after being an absolute superstar last week, I mean, Hugo Rodriguez was just a, a little bit absent in this game. So I I'm not sure if it's cuz he whether he was tired or he didn't find the same space and the same service Did he even he
1: play? I didn't even notice him.
2: Um he did. Yeah, I think he played the full 90 minutes. Exactly. So the fact that you're saying you don't remember him being on a pitch says it all after him being such a superstar last week. And I'm 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 trying to put my finger on on what it, what it was that has had that led to Dennis to just being completely overwhelmed by Alanya. and like maybe you, a
1: little bit of complacency after i mean they have had a good season For i mean how many points have they accumulated like 17 or something
2: uh, they're on 18 and like you said they yeah. they've won 3 of their last 5 games so it's not like they're on like a bad run of form um coming into it it's not like they're one of the bottom 14
1: yeah, teams. I mean, in another season, 18 points might not have been that much, but if you look at the overall table right now, 18 points. They're 21. 21 yeah,
2: I one, mean, my, my mistake, not 21, so that's a, oh, 21, it. Oh, 21,
1: so, I mean, theoretically, they could even still be contending for Europe.
2: Yeah, and they don't have a, a bad squad of players, and, you know, they've been coached by Shifo, Mehmet, of course, you know someone near and dear to your heart, so, yes. but... They, they. Just, I don't know if we could just chalk this down to a bad day at the office, um, which, yeah, just, I which which just happens sometimes. And I think yeah,
1: I don't think the news is this poor. I mean, I don't think this will have a negative impact on. Them. I think next week they'll just be off to the winning blocks again. Who are they playing next week?
2: Uh, away to Unkudogiji.
1: Ah, well, there you go. Three points. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, our, our friend here, you say that. Um, um, I think that will be a good game actually because of the the yeah, recent resurgence right. in, in form and heart that Ankara Gujarat are showing. And Denizda obviously going to want to bounce back from this. So that should be quite an interesting game to watch. That's the um, noon kickoff. off um, Well, noon if you're in the the UK. It's going to be a 3pm kickoff if you're you know, in Turkey. But I, I fully expect that to be be a good game. Um, I probably would back Denizda Sport in, in that game um, just because I think they've got just a little bit of that like, you know, Barrow, Saka, Roderick. um Indeed, I just think they're going to be able to pull some, like, uh, I don't want to say rabbit out the hat because that's being quite unfair. I just think they're going to be back to form. They're going to try and recapture. And
1: Sacco against his former club, of course. They may still owe him some money, so he may uh, be uh, looking for them to pay uh, cash.
2: Who who knows, you know, he's he's gonna be in that the wonderful Ariwan stadium in Ankara. So, you know, he they might pop down to Tunar Hilmi, um or you know, into Kizlai for a little bit of sightseeing. Um I know that know that city very well. As does Azar, I believe, um as well. So but yeah, I, I think this was a just a lot of a,
0: drinking a lot indeed. of drinking to be had
2: in dinner
0: in our at the sea as well. In
2: indeed. Oh, um, yes. Uluda? Well, you know. Well, <laughs> if you want to, you know, in the morning as a hangover cure, yeah, sure. <laughs> exactly, with a little bit of fishpanier at one of yeah, the famous pastas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we the go
1: for the next round of drinking. Bring it That's up. maybe something <laughs> for the new year. Uh, well, let's quickly get into the fixtures and the standings for uh, next week, the final match day of 2019, the final match day of the decade um and you know what maybe uh i think in the beginning of the year before we're back to f- to uh the foot the ball gets rolling again maybe we can do a little bit of a player of the decade coach of the decade maybe a special episode like that guys do you feel up for that
2: oh definitely that's, okay, nice. that's that sounds very good
1: sounds like a fun yeah, That process, sounds yeah it's- yeah and uh, let's uh, let's let's get your feedback too people uh let us know if there's anything else you would like us to talk about and uh, we'll also get to some of those topics that our Patreon uh friends uh suggested earlier in the season. Uh but Jakub, can you quickly run over the current standings in the league and the fixtures for match day 17, please? Yes. Um
4: okay, so the standings at the moment again, Bashakshi, um no. Sivaspor is first with 34 points, um, Trailing, Başakşehir uh, with 30, uh, third is Trabzonspor with 29, fourth is Fenerbahce with 28, and fifth is Besiktas with 27, so it's a really tense fight for the top. Um, sixth is Alanyaspor with 26 points, seventh is Galatasaray with 24 points, so 10 points behind the leaders. Um. Yeni Malatyaspor has 23 points and uh, is uh, is eighth. The ninth is Göztepe with also 23 points, and tenth is Gaziantep Football Club again with 23 points. Eleventh is Denizlispor, who even though they had a couple a good game last week, lost this week, so they went down um, with 21 points. Çaykur went up with 20 points, so they are 12th. Thirteenth, um, Gençlerbirliği with 18 points. Fourteenth and fifteenth Pasha and Konyaspor respectively both have fifteen points, and then the relegation zone. The sixteenth is Antalyaspor with fourteen points. Ankara Gudru, even though they start to play better, are still but bo- like almost at the bottom of the league with eleven points, and Kayseri still dead set bottom with ten points. As for the fixtures, next week we have on. Friday, the only game, Beşiktaş at home against Gençlerbirliği. On Saturday, we have four matches. Ankara Güçer at home against Denizlispor, Bashak Başakşehir at home against Kasım Pasha. Trabzonspor against uh, Kayseri at home. Trabzonspor at home. Um, and uh, lastly, uh, Galatasaray at home against Antalyaspor. On Sunday, we don't have any Monday games because uh, the new year. On Sunday, you have Sivaspor at home against Göztepe. Item is Alanya Spor against uh, sport Gaziantep Football Club at home against Genemalatya Spor, and the last game of the decade and the last game of this year, Chaykuriza Spor at home against Fenerbahce.
1: Okay, uh, guys, uh, what matches jump out to you? What uh, what do you think uh, is going to uh, steal the show? Look, what uh, what catches your
2: uh, eye? For me. <clears throat> Excuse me, I just coughed into the microphone. I think I deafened everyone. I am actually <laughs> really looking, uh, looking forward to um, Başakşehir and Kasım Pasha. Uh Personally, I'm, 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 I don't know why. I just think it's going to be quite an interesting yeah. game with those like other other Istanbul teams. Yeah. In there, um, obviously, I'm um, always going to be looking out for Ferhat So I'll be interested to see what Vedat Borić does on his return to Turiza. Um, but also, I think Garzantep against Yeniman Atjespor could be uh, a bit of a goal fest as well. With. Definitely. Yeah. So th- be looking out for that. Two and a
1: half plus, people.
2: Exactly. Get <laughs> your bets in now.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I think Bishitesh against Jerberli uh, in their last seven matches since Hamza Hamzaolo took over. Three wins, three draws, only one loss. So it's not going to be an easy one for Besiktas. They need to rebound from these back-to-back losses. They need to get three points. No excuse if they want to have anything to play for in the second half of the season. Uh, Uzzar, what's uh, your think... wish for
0: the new, year? Go, go uh, into with, the new year? Oh, my wish for the new year. Oh, my wish for the new year. Well, <sighs> my mind goes back to a tweet I wrote back in August, um, which is kind of the doomsday scenario. And it was also a possible slide, which is still which is still uh, on the cards, and it was Garza right get totally annihilated, embarrassed in the Champions League. Check. Um, no Farcal. And it, what I meant by that at the time was we don't sign him, but in reality, we mm-hmm. did sign him and he hardly played, so it's the same, works out the same. Check. <laughs> okay, check. Fazit <yeah>. Rheims um, <laughs> to be sacked. <laughs> or no check yet, but... No check yet. And the and the board to go to election by Christmas. I think the timing may have been a bit off. But I fully yeah. expect one or some more of those things to occur in the next couple of months, unless things change. by uh, I mean, it. There's only one game before the end of the year, and then season kicks off in January. But uh, there could be some rumblings in January. Players coming in and out. Um, rumblings at the top. A, yeah, a do, do, you expect, uh, do you expect Do you expect Steven and crap. Zonzi to depart? I club? do. I do. Unfortunately, I love. I'm a big Zonzi fan, and obviously he's another guy that Terence had an issue with Egos um, came together and and Zonzi is most likely going to leave the club um, I just I, I want to say something hopeful about Galatasaray for 2020 but I'm not seeing any light right now and I really hope for the best that we can get win the Turkish Cup to have a new chance of being in Europe because there are a lot of teams playing much better football than us in the league
1: I don't know about uh... The better football. <laughs> wow.
0: I, I guess my wish for 2020 then for January for the transfer window is for us to sign a, a pacey winger. Someone who's not Ryan Bubble and not Emre Mor. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Onyokuru cool, uh, On cool, is, uh, is the guy in a bad I'm, position I'm bad in, in Monaco. Cool. So, yeah, uh, exactly. It could be the one, could be the one. Yeah. Well uh, I think
1: that'll do it for for the final episode of 2019 because it just occurred to me when Jakub pointed it out in New Year I think we won't be back uh, until the new year. So um, thank you very much for being with us in 2019 throughout the first half of the season. It's been very enjoyable, plenty of controversy, but that only makes our shows better. Uh, let us know what you thought uh, on the, the controversial stuff this week. Uh, let us know what you think about uh, your players of the decade for your favorite club. Uh, or or whatever in general, uh, the coach of the decade, stuff like that. Guys, thank you very much, and I hope you will enjoy your holidays. I don't know if you're going to celebrate, if you're not going to celebrate, but definitely Happy New Year to all of you, and Happy New Year to all of our listeners, of course. Um, Any messages for the the, the people people out there?
0: We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. (laughs)
2: Uh, uh, Thank you for allowing us into your ears Uh, Since we started the podcast this year We we know it's a commitment to listen to us every week And sometimes you may agree with us, disagree with us Obviously we have our fans and we have our detractors But we do appreciate everyone that downloads, subscribes and leaves feedback So we hope to bring you more content in 2020, and we Absolutely. hope you will stay with us for the adventure. And, and thank please, you very much.
0: Please get involved as well. If you have any feedback or you have any suggestions, write to us. Get in touch. And, yeah, you uh, can always.
1: Uh, get uh, our, our Twitter handles are always in the show notes. But just quickly, uh, you can tweet at usar. You can tweet him at Atakos, A-T-A-Q-O-Z. You can tweet Burak at Burakiosaurus, like you say it. Uh, you can tweet Umut at E-Y-D-O-L-A-S-T. You can tweet me at Rosarian R A Z Z E R I A N, or you can just tweet football at footy And Jakub, have you gotten on that yet? Uh, getting yourself uh, an account, sorted? I know you have this little burner account where you like to <laughs> cuss at Ikuć on twenty four seven, but uh, <laughs> have you gotten on on that uh, official account yet? I
4: I haven't, but I'm I'm going to do it um, later this week. I, I'm just ah, trying I think- to to find like a normal name that isn't like too edgy and not too. I don't know. I'm not good with names. How, how I could
0: Kojiman Hater one two three.
4: That's too easy, man. That's <laughs> too That's easy. Code, I could Kojiman one. I two. could Hater sixty one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh, how <laughs> about I, I could taken, taken, I'm man. sure. How
4: about how about Domingo Vida?
2: <laughs> Domingo Vida, what a name!
4: Domingo Vida, yeah. That's I mean, when me. I when I make it, I'll just uh, tell you guys, and you will just Sirloff, uh, King of the North. put
2: it on the Twitter, I guess. King,
4: um, we'll spam you.
0: Spam you accordingly.
4: King yes, underscore Serloff.
2: I think it should be Aikotors96.
4: Aikotors96? <laughs> <laughs> You're such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it
3: should be Subtizone's
4: okay. channel third. Nah, I, I, I don't like channel. <laughs> okay. Aw, oh, blasphemous.
2: Uh, and also, we need to say a big thank you to Uh, at Big Heads Media and Big Heads Podcast Network for allowing us to join their family this year.
1: Yeah, definitely go check out the Big Heads Media uh, group. They have plenty of other podcasts that you can go check out. Uh, Other football-related podcasts, such as the Serie A show, uh, but also other uh, podcasts that you may be interested in. They have podcasts on everything, uh, NHL, NFL, um, pop culture, movies, Star Wars, I don't know. I, I maybe even Dragon Ball Z. Whatever you fancy, go check it out at uh, Big Heads Media and uh, tell them we sent you. And uh, anyway, for us at Football La Turca, thank you very much. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, or uh, Happy Hanukkah, whatever. Happy holidays. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Thank you everyone.
2: Bye.